clutch thy blessed trinkets close and bleat a prayer to thy gods. Night falls, and its rulers are abroad. A grim wind blows across the fens and whispers between lifeless trees. Stone mausoleums and barrows grind open to the clatter of marching bones. Graveyards and plague pits seethe as worm-eaten hands claw aside the topsoil. Baying howls freeze the blood, while the darkened skies above thrash with the leathery wings of bloated chiropteran horrors. Aye, they are terrible indeed, these hordes of revenants ripped from the peace of death. But worse still are the lords of the midnight hours. No mere chattel are these. They are the aristocracy of unlife. Pale of flesh, sharp of fang, and monstrous of nature. With one blow they can break a man in half. With but a look they can enthrall a mortal soul and lead them to desperation and ruin. With the twitch of an alabaster finger they can call upon the necromantic magics of Shaiish, bidding their minions rise anew. They are princes amongst the dead and masters of the grave. They are the soul blight grave lords. Yet for all the vampire's morbid glory, they are cursed beings. A crimson thirst dogs their every step, threatening to crack the facade of nobility and unveil the monster within. At all times, a vampire feels the urge to dominate and control, to exert their will over the living. Each night, undead armies march out from their kingdoms and grave empires, grinding mortal lands into submission and reducing their inhabitants to bloodstock, fit only to be feasted on. Death pities none. The soul-like gravelones, likewise. Quiver, for they come for thee. Welcome to the Garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you legions of blood, legions of death, and legions of the grand god of death, Nagash. I'm David Whitech, and with me, as always, will be Chris Walker in just a moment. Uh, before we get to all that, though, I do want to take a moment to thank the Garage Hammer sponsors. That includes Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, Six Squared Studios, and Grognard Games in Batavia and Roselle, Illinois, where there's always something happening at Grognards. That's right. And our Patreon sponsors, those people who find this show worth contributing to and um, the people who make this show and every episode we do possible. And that includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Stradone, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patron, Paul Frickman. Thank you guys all for becoming part of the almost 1% who make this show and everything we do on it possible. I can't thank you guys enough for all of your help. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Chris will be here. We will do the voicemail because we have a couple of voicemails. And then we are going to jump right into the Soul Blight Grave Lords and all the excitement that this book holds. Uh, We'll be right back.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. We are back. Hey. And Chris is here. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. All right. What's up? Uh, the Soul Blight Gravelords are up. Yeah. Because it's because it's nighttime. We're recording at nighttime, so there's going to be yeah. the Gravelords, the rulers of the vampire world. But before we sun, get... The sun, the sun is setting as we speak. Yep, yep. Uh, before we get to the lore and the rules and all that, uh, we do have some voicemails. So I want to play a couple of voicemails here uh, because people took the effort to send them in. So, of course, I want to play them. So this first one is Ben from just north of Birmingham, Alabama. So hold on a second. Hey, Jules. This is Ben from just north of Birmingham, Alabama, calling back again. Uh, Just finished listening to the OBR episode. Fantastic episode. But I'm right there with you, Dave. There's just something about those models that just hasn't clicked with me since they're released. Love the lore, love the way they play, but oh, those models. <laughs> and I mean, in complete contrast, you've got the Soul Blight Gravelords, which you said you're going to talk about next, and I know I'm biased because they're the only AOS army I play, mm. but man, that model line is just fantastic. And I didn't think they could really improve on the first book they had, but wow, this second book, I think maybe y'all will touch on it, but there's just so many different ways to play. Uh, they're, they're just really an exciting army. Um, really can't wait to hear y'all talk about it. Just keep up the, the great work. Looking forward to the next episode. Keep it going, guys. You are in luck, Ben, because we are indeed talking Soul Blight Gravelords. Not only that, but boy, he's got it right. I love all the death armies. I even, like I said, I love how OBR play. I love how OBR's lore works. Just good gravy. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, yeah, you're getting exactly what you wish for because we're going to talk about Soul Blight Gravelords and how you can play all five dynasties or all three dynasties and two legions. Um, and and find a viable army for all of it. This is an actually really well rounded book. I am I enjoy it quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, there, I do have a few complaints, but they're not huge ones. Uh, but I do have a few. I, I do have a few uh, concerns, especially when it breaks down for each legion and each dynasty getting their own set of rules. Because I thought when we were picking one of those groups, you'd get like, all the other books have been sorting them down to a rule. Like, yeah. you pick this, you get a rule here. It's like, oh, and I get why, because they're all different types of vampires. So there's different types of special abilities. They but boy, oh, boy, it made for a lot of rules. Uh, stuff that we are going to kind of 
going to go over quickly as we sort of define and break down all this stuff because there's a lot of pages of rules. All right, uh, Cam from New Zealand. We're getting a call from New Zealand. International caller. Hey. All right, hold on. Uh, g'day, guys. This is Cam calling from New Zealand. I'm just out taking the dog for a walk in the park and listening to a bit of Garage Hammer. Yeah, beautiful day down here at the bottom of the South Pacific. We're having a good time. Just thought I'd give you a ring and say, hey, love your show. Love what you do. Don't play Age of Sigmar at all. I play 40K pretty much exclusively, but it's good to hear a couple of geeks, you know, in passion, in the flow, in the zone, doing well. Love it. Um, yeah, Dave, you do have to get um, uh, the After All and All thing back on track. You don't have to do every book, mate. Just get some of the good ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really keen to hear that. So, yeah, give it some thought, mate. Anyway, much love. See you later. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, and uh, Cam, um, I am really... Uh, I, I'm, I'm really that's that's on the list of things to get back on track. It's hard to get that back on track because that's the thing that I was doing with Greg Dan and trying to synchronize that and get that all together and find a time when we because it is a six hour time difference for us and he's got a little one, yeah. So it makes it it makes for difficulties. Um, but we are I am working on it. It's on my list of things for this. Some of the stuff I'm doing over the summer. Um, now that I'm back from vacation and I've got about seven weeks before, uh, Gen Con, um, uh, that's, that's one of the things on my list is to get that part moving again. So thank you for the call and, um, and get this. We have another international call. Wow. Uh, speaking of the last mentions, here we go. Yo. Y-Tech, it's your good buddy, Greg Dan. I was listening to your show a while ago, and you were getting your son to work out some crazy odds, doing all the math, and it took you I don't know how long. And I thought I taught you better than that. You know that any single outcome will always be 50-50. It's either going to happen, or it's not. Don't forget it again. Uh, yep, that is, that's, uh, for those of you who haven't been listening that long and don't know that story, I was teamed up with Greg Dan in the team tournament at Adepticon before it moved, Mm -hmm. when it was still at the old place, and he had, we had a couple of really ridiculous rolls to make, and he had to, like, make an 11 or better or something like that, so I was like, you really want to try that? The odds are pretty small, and he's like, no, man, it's 50-50, and we're like, what is it, he's either going to make it, or he's not. (laughs) And that's it. It's 50-50. It's either it's yes or no. And yeah. they looked at us like we were insane. And then he sat there and rolled what he needed. Wow. And we're like, yep, got it. And it was just, it was one of those moments where we were just <laughs> being completely stupid. It and it off. completely worked. But yeah, that's yeah, Greg Dan calling. Win heavy. You got that's me. That's I know. My dad. That's that and now oh, now that my dad's passed away, that is one of the lasting tributes. Mm-hmm. You got to bet heavy to win heavy. My old man always used to say that. He loved, he was not even a big gambler. He just loved to talk that that game because he did. You know, he would play. He would play all out. 
Uh, that actually came from my, my buddy Dale and I playing on my Nintendo, like like the like the Vegas casino game for oh, Nintendo. Sure. And he'd yeah. come down and we'd be playing craps, right? Because yeah. we learned how to play craps. And uh, one of the first things I always did when I got money was to go bet on that or bet on something like or just go, go pick one of the games. So you started off with like $500. Yeah. So I'd start off and I'd bet the whole 500 <laughs> on something that was a 50-50 bet, like go to roulette and bet on red. Roulette. or bet, but, yeah. Because if I ran out of money, and I would do this every time, my buddy would be like, why do you do that? He's like, why <laughs> are you doing that? I'm like, um, so that we have money to actually bet with? And he's like, yeah, yeah but if you lose, then it's over. And I'm like, yeah. and I hit reset. It's not yeah. real money. And my dad was down there. He's like, it's not real money. He's yeah. like, why are you playing conservatively? He goes, you want to play and win this game or not? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you got to bet heavy to win heavy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, old man. Yeah. And that's become a thing. Like, everybody knows that. I've heard people at tournaments saying that and not to me, mm. which means I know. That's it's like when people. Show. It's when, from the show, too. When yeah. people mention, uh, like, when they mention grognards and yell ding, or when they mention <laughs> battle foam and they're like, your army, white tech. Yeah. I'm like, those people listened and paid attention, <laughs> which is lots of people can listen. It's the paying attention part mm. that really get is so great, so wonderful. I agree. But there we go. Voicemails. If Oh, by the way, all we need to say, if you wanted to be like our friends from here in America or in New Zealand or yeah. our cor- foreign correspondent, Greg Dan, all the way in the UK, you too can just call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Call. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it. That's what we do. So uh, let's jump into call. this, man. Call in. Call. Soul Blight Grave Lords. I love this book. Of course, it's 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 I haven't met a death army I don't like. I think we've discussed that ad nauseum last episode when all I did was complain. Um <laughs> but this is awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of new and interesting stuff in here too. The lore is great. Yeah. Um it's kind of short. It 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 see yeah it ends on page thirty six and then uh yeah whereas mm. the the last couple of books it's gone up to like pages forty uh, uh forty five yeah I mean um, the lore I mean the, the, like thirty four thirty five thirty six thirty seven is just describing the the units that are already you know around you know oh yeah I mean it's before that oh yeah you're right I mean it starts with Nagash on page twenty four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, yeah, uh, they describe the dynasties mm-hmm. and the legions from pages 19 to 23. And then on yeah. page 24, they start with the with all the the units. Right. Um, the army does play very much, as much as it can, to the lore, which is always the number one thing for me. Does it feel like the army I just read about? Yeah. And and this this one does. In fact, I would say... You've got five dynasties, or you got the Legion of Blood, led mm-hmm. by Neferata, right? Yep. The Legion of Light of Night, led by Manfred. We don't have Archon the Black's Legion because a he's in OBR, and he's in the bottom of the pit somewhere. And B, we don't know where he is. <laughs> um, then you've got the Virkos Dynasty, the the Castelli Dynasty, and the Avangori Dynasty. Um, those are those are new to this book, correct? No. I don't think were they, so. Were they uh, were they in the last book? I guess uh, I'm pretty certain they were. Um, 
Maybe I, I know they talked about yeah because when, when it, when it because I remember right? yeah well no I remember that because uh, I had Rob Simeson talking about that book. Oh okay, and he we were going through it and people were mad because we skipped over a lot of things because there were some things that just I think they had them in here. I just don't think they did the greatest uh, job. Yeah, in fact, I just pulled out my old book and. Yeah, after the cursed city, it's got the Castellai dynasty, the Vercos, the Avangori. Oh, okay. okay, it's okay. all in here. I don't know if in the rules you had to pick one. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, they all had their own. Yeah, they all had their own sets of rules, their own sets of everything. The only one that. Uh... Yep, it's all there's, here. There's a there's a few omissions from the new book to the old book. What's omitted? So the Vargulf. The Vargulf's not in here. No. Oh, he's straight. Uh, isn't he straight? Um, no more Vargolf. He's in. I guess is he, is he in Flesh Eater Courts. Yeah, now? he's a Flesh Eater Courts because he's like he's like yeah he's a he's a more important character in the Flesh Eater Courts. Isn't he a vampire? Uh huh. Is he not a vampire? He is a I vampire. I think he is. I think he is. I don't yeah. have the Flesh Eater Courts book in front of me, but yeah, but he's in that one. You know, yeah. I always thought he was more of a this kind of book than that other one i guess yeah yeah but they i mean you have to have more than ghouls they picked a few things out of here that were like yeah that's true the, the, that's true. the vargulf looked a lot like the vargeist yeah and the vargeists are in that book and the vargulf went with it that's right. basically what happened well the vargeists are in this book or the, the, the crypt flayers stayed with the flesh eater course oh, okay that's, the, that's, that's right the vargeist with the crypt horror head oh right Right, they kind of made that unit up. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with that. Um, so they let's. Have the, they have the Varg skewer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then they start like a Vargol. Yeah, then they started mixing up the kits and, and giving them different names. I I don't know what's happening here sometimes. Right. Um. Yeah. So let's let's jump. Shall we jump into this? Yeah. Uh, there's some really great stuff right in the beginning. Um, you know, it talks about how terrifying it is to face them, how you're sitting there at the night and all you hear is the clicking of bones. There's no talking. There's no breathing. There's no heavy anything. It's all moving in. You start to see the, the glowing eyes coming towards you. And, you, you know, you fight these guys and you fight this undead and you know that if you die on that battlefield, they're going to raise you up and send you out against your friends. And that's just a really, I mean, that, that's the beginning of this book. Is fight yeah. and fight, and if you die, you're going to be brought back to fight against your friends. And then it goes into a long discussion about the the vampire. This book really does focus. I mean, it does talk about Nagash and how he's in charge and all of that, because he shows up in all these books. Because if you can't write a book about death without writing about him because right. of what he's done in the realm of death. Um, but this really... They really, they really, they really kind of go into that... A little bit more in here too. Yes, about about what he did and how he did it. Well, interestingly enough, even though he seemed he winds up in all the books, this one feels the most like the Legions of Nagash. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got your OBR, which is specialized, and you've got your Night Haunt, which is all ghosts, which is specialized, and you've got your uh, bone, uh, not bone reapers. You've got your um, you know flesh eater courts, which is your ghouls, and then here's like the everything else. Right, yeah. um, and it's this is the one where you have the vampires in it because there aren't vampires really in the other books, and this is like Nagash and his. Yeah, there, there's a top couple like we mentioned already. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. I like they talk about the legends surrounding vampires. And I hear yeah. most of them stem from baseless peasant superstition or misinformation deliberately spread by the undead. And I really like this part because this is some of the stuff that like this, this goes right back to Dracula. Because sure. if you read the original Bram Stoker's Dracula, he could be out in sunlight. He just didn't have all of his cool powers during the daylight, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. It says uh, Hish's light is rarely lethal to them, though they loathe the radiance and travel under, you know, in darkness. Uh, they don't need permission to enter someplace. They're not stopped by flowing rivers and things like that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. They kind of used like the, like the sensibilities of like the classic... Yeah. Nosferatu. Right. And they like talk vampire, about that. They kind of brought it in here. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. This is what all the all the folklore says. And they're like, yeah, yeah. they let them keep thinking that, though. So they think they're safe. Mm-hmm. And then they get surprised. Um, what is known that vampires sport inhuman physical prowess, are able to tear apart a score of mortals in moments. Worse still, each one is a furnace of necromantic energy and possesses an innate control over that type of magic. Uh, they have to drink lifeblood. Um, and this impulse comes from the second facet of the soul blight curse because they would rather, they could feed off any animals, but they prefer humans. Right. Uh, because within every vampire lurks a terrible monster, one that swiftly supplants their humanity. A vampire is no less of a monster than a feral chimera, and eventually they are all consumed by the curse, be it in body or soul. And that's interesting because you've got these ones who have managed to live for thousands of years and it still hasn't taken them completely. But most of them, it seems, kind of go crazy. Now, right, yeah, they go. right off depends the... On, yeah. Yeah. And then it depends on what dynasty they're in right. as well. How do they... Con- well, and that, that also... That, that Their dynasty will dictate how they try to control the beast. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, it's kind of cool that all of them seem to want to not be controlled by Nagash anymore. <laughs> well, and, uh, okay, first of all, we know that Nagash is the worst. Mm. Um, but does anybody really like to be under somebody's total control? Yeah, no. Like, they are especially, under... Especially not these guys, because yeah. they're kind of like, they're kind of like, they're kind of like lords in their own right. Yes. At least they think Wildly they independent they... vampire lords. They don't yeah. wish to be bound, but they are. Right. Um... And you can kind of see as we as we go on, it's like they don't agree with Nagash's overall plan. <laughs> what do you mean we're going to make the whole mortal realms like like dead, like just undead? This like, never what made. Are we, what, what are we, what are we going to live on? You know what I mean? They're exactly. Like, <laughs> this never made any sense to me. Why they are not? Why nobody has mentioned this? And it gets mentioned in this book oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, um, no, wait, if you kill everybody, how do we eat? And I, you <laughs> yeah. know Nagash doesn't care. He's like, you can no. die. Yeah. Die like, because, I I, yeah. Yeah, I don't need you anymore once, I, once mm-hmm. we have that. You'll, you'll, yeah. It, and it says here, uh, perhaps because they were created from still living humans rather than summon geists or reanimated bones, vampires possess a greater capacity for independent thought than most undead. Nagash mm-hmm. likes this because he likes to be able to send them out and do things and not have to be on un- complete control of them yeah. at all times. But you know they don't fit. The, okay, this is like <laughs> if you want to go to 30K. 
Yeah. And as they were getting close to, like, after Olinor had happened and they were getting close to to basically winning, and they kept saying, what place are your warrior, the Ultramarines, going to have in this new future? There's no place for warriors once you've created peace. And it's like, once he's got that, there is no place for them. And they all are trying to uh, stop. But what's, what's really great... And what I like about as as they're as they're going through the lore, the era of the beast. They didn't like mm-hmm. the song of life, but the stuff that yeah. it awakened. You know, uh, first of all, Teclas putting a gash in the hospital. Yeah, he's reforming a body, so he's gone. So his hold over them is completely loosened because he's focusing on rebuilding. Right. So that's that's both good and bad for them. Yes. Um, Especially Manfred. Yeah. He's the one who's really trying to take advantage of this. They're now carving out new empires into the lands of mortals. They are trying to get rid of rivals and continue looking for ways to get out from under Nagash's thumb. Um, that's all in these first couple pages. Mm-hmm. You've got basically the whole book right here. It's so it's compact. It's just over a page. Yeah. And it's it hits every beat. You know, they're they yes, he controls them. Yes, they hate it. And they're trying to find a place. And while he's gone, because he's not back yet, they're gonna do everything they can. Yeah, they're trying to find ways to not be controlled by him anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like actively doing this while he's gone. Yep. And Nagash kind of knows it. Yeah, he knows. They kind of mentioned that too. He's like, he knows what they're up to. And it's like when he comes back, there's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be a price to be paid for what they're doing. And when he came back last time through the star, uh, this, the night gate or the starless gate or whatever gate yeah, he came yeah, through, yeah. Um, it said he, those who, those who remained loyal to him were rewarded and those who were working against him were taken care of. Yeah. And that'll happen again. Um, the next page is all about starless, starless gate, the starless gate. That's right. Now I want to, I want to mention this. Uh, like when we get to pages eight and nine, it talks about the works of Nagash. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, now granted, it's it's written similarly to if we were just reading it. Yeah, it's kind of his history. Yes, but when you get to the beginning here, it says there's this little thing in italics and in quotes saying that they found, uh, you know, they they were they were searching through Shyish and they found a, this necromancer's uh, like book, yeah, his tome, and as they were reading through, it, so this story is being told by the necromancers in Shyish about Nagash and the things that he's done and his history. I love when they do this. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I love, in fact, I really want to see more of this where Mm. you're just getting segments. I I mean, I'll read whatever they put out. If you just want to put out the history and you just want to have it in a book like this, and they do that, I mean, all the time, the stuff we just read is just the narrative, you know, a, 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 a summary, a history going and putting it from a point of view of someone who lives in the mortal realms. Right. You know, you get a page that talks about places or a page that talks about the things that they like to do, but you're getting it from the point of view of the residents of the mortal realms. I always prefer that Mm. to just... And is there a huge difference? No. But it's more immersive in the story when the things I'm reading feel like they're artifacts from the place and not just... I'm not just reading... yeah, feels like the stakes are higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this goes through the stuff we all know about Nagash that shows up in every 
mm-hmm. single thing. He and this one starts off where he wakes up and he was stuck yeah. under the the, the gravesand, yeah. Yeah, a, a mountain of gravesand and how uh you know so so dense that even he could not escape. Sure. And then Sigmar manages to dig him out, and even he, even Nagash knew he needed allies. Yeah. And like he bitterly swore to join the burgeoning pantheon of order. This is fun because so often you hear about Nagash. There's never anything positive when you read about him <laughs> from any of the other books. Any book where he yeah. shows up, it's like he's just always. It's and here you read it, and it's like, yes, he was stuck, and he jo- uh, he had to join. Um, and then they they point out this is some interesting stuff here. Without Nagash and his tireless undead servants, Sigmar could never have spread civilization across Shyish, nor could he have raised so many cities for his mortal followers. And do remember when we read Asiak Bone Reapers last episode, mm-hmm. talking about Nagash. I mean, it was skeletons building yeah, the crazy. cities yeah. of Sigmar in the beginning. Yeah, it, like they were like working side by side with the. The humans, you know, these yep. skeletons. <laughs> but Nagash was also burying armies underneath and like yeah, building stuff yeah. under, of like his own secret stuff, which is crazy. Yeah, that's 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 so Nagash. But I love the fact that yeah, you know what they do that, owe him quite so a bit. Nagash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they owe him quite a bit. Like he did do the bulk of the heavy lifting on the construction and stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. the massive amount of body power, you know, yeah, that yeah, he brought yeah. into it. You know, I mean, they didn't have giant earth movers and rototillers and all that. They had 2,000 skeletons with shovels. And boy, you want to yeah. see someone move some earth. <laughs> Guys who can well, work. They don't stop. They they, don't yeah, stop. 24 7. Yeah, it's bananas. It's really kind of cool when you stop to think mm-hmm. about it. Um, then they talk about he went through and hunted down all the other gods of the different death realms and destroyed them. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that part. <laughs> Oh, I I think it's crazy that he went through and just killed everything. Like he, I mean, he cemented his power so brutally and so ruthlessly. Uh, One of the things I like about it is it's no different than what the chaos gods do. Mm -hmm. And he is dead set against them. He is against chaos is not just as an entity, but uh, in the idea of being things being chaotic and hectic Mm -hmm. and that. He's against it in all forms, but he, he he's not very different than them. Just going after his rivals, suffering none of that stuff. It's it's great, but it's it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Uh, and I said Nagash was not yet omnipotent, and he required generals. Has he become omnipotent? Well, he's a god, so yeah. But wasn't he a I god at, at at this point at all? I mean, he killed all the death gods. He'd taken <sighs> over Shyish. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, then they talk about how he created Manfred, Neferata, and Ushorin. Yeah, what happened like, to Ushorin? I forget. Wait, they don't, all... don't we know that? I I thought we did. Maybe yeah, we did. I mean, I don't. Re- I, if we do, I don't remember. Yeah. While the latter was to meet an abhorrent fate, his kinsuit claimed their their feast. So, so he used like his power to just grab the soul essences of. Three? Manfred and Neferata and just from nothing, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he ruled yeah. the world of the dead, so he could pull them yeah. from anywhere. Like, it's yeah. bananas. Yeah. So Manfred, basically, like, he's the reason why the world that was got destroyed, right? He, uh, well, uh, definitely one of them. And he actually yeah. claims in here, that says yeah. when you get to him, how he claims he did. I'm like, and that's true. 
Yeah. Right when they were looked like they had everything together, he went and stabbed somebody in the back to stop them because I think he stabbed Balthazar Gelt. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was so oh, a jerk. I know he's the and worst, he, and, he, and, he did, and he did it just to spite everyone. Yeah, because he wasn't getting one of those. He was not getting one of the one of the avatars the of the, yeah, the winds yeah, of magic. Yeah. yeah, so he stabbed them in the back. I really thought what they were going to pull it off at that point. I was so mad. What a tool. He is. He's a complete. He's. I mean, he's. <laughs> I, I love Manfred though. I. I do. He's so awesome. <laughs> I love okay. him. I loved him back when back when he was fighting with Vlad and and uh, and um, oh, what's what's what was Vlad's wife's name? Isabella. Uh, uh, Isabella von Karstein. Uh, I yeah. love when I read the things and when when they thought he was dead and uh, Conrad was going around and he was yeah, purposely yeah. trying to drive Conrad even more insane. Right. Uh, Manfred's awesome. Um, I do like that Nagash was a pariah among Sigmar's pantheon. He mm-hmm. argued with them all, but none so much as Teclis. And all the while, while he's arguing with them and trying to get things going, the gravesand, the, the, the trail of tears of yeah. skeletons walking out to the barrier and coming back. One grain of sand. Out of One the grain of sand. And we, we did do some sort of math, and I think they said a trip there and back, I remember we were talking about, was like several trips around the circumference of the earth. Right, and they're just marching. Just a long, like Two, line of double skeletons. file. One on the right heading out. One on yeah. the left coming back in. And wasn't it that like one skeleton could only carry one grain of sand? And then he was done. Like I don't know if he was back. done. He I think. He, I don't think. I think. He, I think that it was like the death magic had suffused that skeleton. So, so much that it was that couldn't handle the round trip. So it was just like one. No, I thought they a... could. I thought they could handle one grain. Like they could go there and yeah. back, and they could keep doing it if they tried. But oh. one grain was the max. It's sort of like it's sort of like holding one infinity stone. Some people can get yeah. away with holding one, but you can't hold two like that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But one, yeah, I think. I mean, maybe you're right, but I could have sworn yeah. that that they they kept going because the more trips they got out there, that's when they started to get blackened, and that's those are the ones that Arcan. Took. Yeah, those those, the, that's the null myriad, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, then he's got the Great Black Pyramid coming, and then chaos mm-hmm. starts coming through, and oh, then that's when when chaos comes through, yeah, and then Sigmar goes after him, and he gets away from him, but then Archeon sends him rushing back. It's like, oh, well, the reason why Sigmar's after him is because the Gash doesn't show up for a battle. Yeah, at, at the siege of Gothazar, the necromancer yeah. had betrayed him, and he didn't send the troops where he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And he, like Sigmar, was like, "This was the, you did you didn't show up," and he was. Is there so a reason mad. why Nagash didn't do that? Because he didn't care. Because the chaos was coming, and he's like, "Nope, I'm defending my house." Yeah, and he's it like, "But mention, it doesn't mention that here." But I think it had mentioned that somewhere else before. Like, yeah, why? Why he didn't do it? Yeah, it's yeah. It was this was one of his moments where he was like, "Yeah, I don't need to do it right now," you know. He's just he's yeah he's so, so bad. Sigmar didn't agree. And- yeah, he marked he marked the loyal vampires and paid attention to the the unloyal. Uh, but then yeah, then that's when Sigmar when when the when the Realm Gate Wars started. That's when uh, Nagash was able to. Well, Come before back. that, before yeah, before the Archeon smashed Nagash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the Battle of what is that? I forget Black the Skies or whatever. 
Right. But yeah, although, well, yeah, he, he basically managed to destroy Nagash's body. And so that's when he was gone. And he was gone basically for the majority of the Age of Chaos. Yeah. And he was just, just chilling in the underworld somewhere. Rebuilding. And once, uh, excuse me, once Sigmar launches the Realmgate Wars and people are distracted, he's able to slip back in without much hassle. Yeah. Uh, I like in the picture here also on page nine, you could yeah, tell like that that that's that's Archon the Black holding the thing, and then there's there's Manfred on the side. They're all sort of around as Nagash is coming back. Um, and then it talks about the Black Pyramid and how he didn't realize there was Skaven inside it and the life inside it messed it up. Yeah. Um, I you know what I, I I don't know why I'm so stupid. I just for I for a while I thought that he was trying to basically conquer and take in. All the um, all the death magic. I thought that was supposed to focus because it does. Because when it grinds all them up into the powder and in into the nadir when they go into it, that mm. is just siphoned off and given to Nagash for like he fuels his power with it. Right. And I thought that's all it was doing. Uh, oh. They had a new word in this book that I was not used to, which was um, omnicide. <laughs> Because yeah. this was an omnicidal ritual. This ritual was to supposed kill to kill everything yeah. in all the realms. And I was just like, oh, I'm glad that failed. Right. Um, and I like Manfred and them that... Uh, that was Zinch, right? What? Who fouled up the plan. He like found a way to hire those... Uh, Skaven assassins. Yeah, yeah Zinch, get in there. Zinch works closely with Skaven. I think it was him that that kind of yeah. talked them into going in there and doing or let gave them enough info that they could go in there and mess that up. Yeah, because Zinch knew, like, this is bad. We can't have everyone die. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and here's thing. the first part where it brings it up, and it's like, oh, maybe there is a little possible sabotage. In fact, it hints that there might have even been sabotage from. The vampires. Oh, it doesn't yeah. mention Zinch. As right. for Manfred and Neferata, charged with guarding the pyramid, perhaps they too did not foresee intruders. Yeah, yeah. But one must wonder whether they considered what would follow should Nagash's ambitions be realized and there were no more. So it's like they were protecting it. They weren't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now they said they didn't realize any Skaven got in, and you kind of got to believe them. Mm-hmm. But. but. Yeah, I, I tend to think the latter. Yeah, I think they let that happen. Yeah, they might have just let it go because, Dad, that's crazy. If hey, look, you know, if the boss pulls this off, we're dead too. Yeah, that's like those people who always want to worship Cthulhu and the great old ones, and they're like, right, when they come up, they're gonna, they're not gonna hurt us, dude. They're gonna destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're you're not gonna make it out. You gotta know. Yeah. Um. Now I like uh, when we get to the next section of souls and beasts. Just to be yeah. empowered by his horrific right, the great necromancer yanked the spiritual chains that bound every vampire to him, driving them to war. So bountiful were the wages of conquest that few undead railed against the lash at their back. So he comes back, and the first thing he does is assert his dominance back over them when he returns. All right. But his dominance is saying, hey, go out and kill. And they're like, oh, we're good at that. We're okay with that. Um, then they talk about how he tried to send them out to collapse more uh, realm gates outside of Shyish, mm-hmm. but to collapse them in a way that they connected to it so that the Nadir would be pulling from other realms as well. Yeah, That's another devious plot 
where this stuff's happening. Now it's in other realms, and now it's like they've got to work to stop it in their own realms. And that's God, he's he's the worst, <laughs> but he's very clever. Yeah, he's trying. He's always trying to think of a way to get this silly plan to work. Omnicide. That's right. That's the new plan. <laughs> but that's always been the plan. Yeah. Um, now, Teclis shows up, as we know, and uh, attacks in Shayish. Yeah, attacks Shayish. And then takes a luminous army into Shayish. And then when Nagash gets really mad and goes back into Hish to fight back, then Teclis is able to smash him. Right. Um, and it says with the, hey, with, that he, with the with the help from the from yeah all those from the, the cities of Sigmar yeah the fifteen the, the, realm the lo- carts the, the Luminarch yeah things. Uh, though he wounded the elf god so terribly the archmage has yet to recover this is a this is a story point that they keep mentioning yeah and you don't see a ton of it even if you read the books it was just at the end right but he did hurt him and well, he, I, he he might have. He might have really hurt him if Alariel hadn't helped, right? I think he did hurt him, and I think that's that like wound is more. still like in there. More. It's it's more of a psychic type wound. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm waiting to see how that bit plays out because they're really just so casually mentioning it and not going into any details. I feel like that's yeah. something that's big. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that happens, so then then the you know the the soul wars are over. But as the age of the beast, the era of the beast starts, right. um, first they lost- bad for the vampires, yeah. Yeah. Um, they lost the- Well, when the Soul Wars ends, they've put all that crazy necromantic energy under control. So their power dips. Right. Now, they're the most powerful things there, so they can handle that dip better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the bestial side of their nature that is now sort of coming out. Yeah. Uh, I love they they were they were toasting the techless. Yeah, who was in be- private? Many vampires toasted goblets of blood in mocking salutes to techless, for the archmage had an unintentionally opened doors once barred to them. They can do a whole lot when he's not there. They did not like Alarial. The yeah. ritual of life was terrible for them, and mm-hmm. all that life energy running through they can't survive in that. Right. They need the dead lands, and so it's it's literally it's 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 like they it's like she has poisoned the lands for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like her life magic obviously is inimical to the death magic, so it goes against that. Um, what is interesting is as the realm of the beast comes, a lot of these guys have devolved and let that beastly side take over. Yeah. Uh, and it and it wrecked a lot of them. They turned in. They turned the, the their. They became monsters. Yeah, they became the monsters that everybody feared. Right, and so this is like this. These uh, Askurgan True Blades are new to this book, right? That yeah. is new to this book. Are they a Warcry the, War Band? They are. Yeah. Okay. Because they look pretty cool, but then I looked them up, and there was yeah. eight for a hundred. I'm like, eight. That's got to be a Warcry War Band. Yep. They are cool models, though. Mm-hmm. Um. And it says now the va- this whole section is really great. Uh, talk about the vampires are at a crossroads because they have this this surge of of life energy, which is dangerous. The realm of the the beast energy that has come out is yeah. really pushing them. Uh, you get the Avangori thinking that this is a good thing because they're yeah. insane, right. um, and they're basically just trying to find. 
their place. Uh, they like going after Dawnbringer Crusades. They like setting things up there. They like going after the humans to build more of their cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really cool. Much like the Skaven, though, it says if they would if they would all work together, they probably could get a lot done. They could have taken advantage of his absence better, um, but they don't work together. And because they don't work together, that's that's what keeps them at their disadvantage. Uh, and of course, Manfred attacks Neferata right when all this is happening. Does. And he takes a lot of her land because yeah. that's what he does. I think she, has, she probably saw it coming, though. It does say something about that in there, where it's yeah. like, you know, she knew she knew that that's what he would do. She had put some stuff. He didn't get all the things that mm-hmm. she had. Um, I love this next section here. This looks like something out of Vampire the Masquerade. But they cover, you know, just the basic, the different clans and what are they doing. Mm-hmm. You know, Manfred, is, this is an opportunity. Neferata is... Um, looking for how to exploit the situation. You know, the Vordry, uh, you know, the Castellans are are running around, you know, just basically everybody is feeding their biggest desires. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really cool. Um, the map, once again, is just that little small place right near the edge of the Shyish Nadir, which, you know, everything falls into it eventually, except for... You, you, apparently, you don't fall in unless you've been losing hope and you're and you're living in fear and terror. So the places yeah. close start going in, but like, you know, Nagashazar doesn't seem to be in any risk of falling into there because it's got to be... And I know it's towards the center. Um, but it's sort of leth- like Lethus is here, yeah. you know? Yeah, there are... Um, that's but, interesting. Like in the, it seems weird, doesn't it? Like in the land of like all these vampires, all this death magic, all this stuff. There are still Sig- Sigmar cities, and there's still like people. Yeah, like this is where they're from. This is where they live, and they're just used to it. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 a sad existence. It really is. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, is it? I don't know. I mean, these people are so used to it. Maybe it's not. Uh, it's pretty gloomy, and you're under threat of being eaten by vampires all the time. I think that would suck. Mm. They might not know it sucks because that's what they were born into. But you yeah. know, hey, do you want to be born into a? You want to be born into a, a one of these corn, you know, families that just worship the dark, uh, the dark powers, yeah. and and learn to be warrior peoples like that. that, yeah, that those so lives. Are, yeah, yeah. So if you're born in Stygic somewhere, and you're from like a little town, you know, that's could, all could you, you know. You could, couldn't you just leave? Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I suppose you just, possibly. Could you, could you where, just, where are you going to go? Could, couldn't you go to Hammer Hall or? I suppose it's a pretty dangerous track, but if you got there, you could. Yeah. But, but a lot of these people don't even have the gumption to do it because they're yeah. sort of cowed uh, by the creatures that that run the place. Yeah, I always wonder, like, how how hard is it for like these like a average person to like. I'm just gonna get in. The, I'm just gonna go through the realm gate and go to Hammer Hall. I'm just gonna live there instead. Like, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's not a thing, you know. I don't know, but yeah. uh, you know, I mean, you could. I mean, I suppose that's a question you could ask for people who live in war torn areas of our world. Yeah, or people yeah, who live. You, why, 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 yeah, why don't you just leave? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, if they, it, it, I, I suppose they would if they could. 
Right. You know, people living in places with drought and famine. You know, hey, why don't you just move to where the food is? It's probably yeah. an easier said than done thing. But mm-hmm. I've thought about it myself so many times. Like, oh, why, yeah. why, why would you want to stay there? Um. Okay, so the Chronicles of Night, the spa- the, the timeline is very short here. In fact, it only goes yeah. up to the age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. They don't. There's no separate section that talks about the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: uh, it's pretty short. But what I do think is interesting is some of the stuff they talk about. Um, I, I okay. Now I know they they had the the what is it the lost the cursed city game. Yep. That's uh, the yeah. Does the story go that Radicar was killed at the end of that? Because it sounds well, like it from reading the lore here. I suppose if well, you that's, win, that's yeah. If you win the Cursed City, that's what happens, right? You kill Radicar. Yeah, but I just figured that was more of a. I didn't realize that was. Oh, actually, part of the lore that he actually lost because I just. Yeah. I mean, I've never. I, most people I know who play that, uh, they don't. You know, you got to kind of luck out the way the cards deal out for that game. Mm-hmm. That game, that game could use a bit of reworking to balance it out a little bit because some people. I've never, I've never actually played it. The problem is you get your enemies at random and Radicar, like your end boss, is in there, and you can like pull him like as early as like the second level, I think, and then you're just oh, basically man. screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I tried to play it a little bit, and I couldn't. Get, I couldn't get enough people that would get into it that wanted to mm. play it out. But it's, it's cool. But it, it it's one of those things where, um, some of the randomness of how things come out uh, mm-hmm. could make it where you can kind of cakewalk through it, or you just die instantly. Interesting. Um, but you know, for those, I know people have played through it and have, and have done it and done well and played it through the levels. Um, I, the biggest complaint I've heard from anybody who's played it is the inconsistency of uh, what you're facing. You could you yeah. could face stuff in sort of a nice level up order where they just keep mm-hmm. getting slowly tougher, or you can suddenly be just you know yeah. surrounded by hooligans. Too, right? Yeah, there was, but there were no models. It was an expansion of purely uh, oh, rules okay. and tokens and stuff like that. That's interesting. It is. Uh, I have. Cursed City. I just like I said, we tried it once, and, and, and everyone was sort of like, man, on it, but I love the models, so I kept all that stuff, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, basically, this timeline, but that's m- most of the stuff from the, the timeline. The yeah. only other stuff is where they talk about as the free cities start to come up during the Age of Sigmar, yeah. how Neferata starts instantly putting Her agents, agents there. in yeah. there. And then, of course... The poor Dawnbringer Crusades are being... Everybody's focusing on them, though. That's why only 10% of them succeed. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, in the, that's in the Cities of Sigmar book, 10%. That's crazy. They send out 10 Crusades. One of them is going to wind up with a city that survives. The other nine, those people are dead. <laughs> but it, must be re- it, must be, it must be really bad to live in the... Cities of Sigmar, if you take that chance. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> you know, you, we, I know we always look at 40K as that evil grimdark, but look, I mean, here <laughs> yeah. it's like, this is no less grimdark. This, uh, I mean, even if we talk, just look at the maps and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, all the stuff Sigmar has taken back, the books have said that's like 10, not even 10% of the realms. Right. They haven't even taken back 10% of the realms. You live in a place where 19 out of 20 things are deadly to you. Yeah. 
uh, you know, are, are places you just don't want to be. Like yeah. they 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 live in little safe zones among all that terror. Uh, I don't know. I just I, it, but yeah, Age of Sigmar's rough. Uh, okay, let's talk about the legions. Yeah. Uh, um, Legion of Night. That's Manfred's. Mm-hmm. Uh, undead wolves, bats, shambling corpses. This is where you're going to see a lot of zombies. Yeah. A lot of this dire wolves. It's kind of like your classic vampire stuff. Ca- classic vampire count army, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this. There is no honor in the Legion of Night because the Mortark of Night, known as Manfred, decrees such as a distraction from the goal of attaining power. Virtue was the preserve of the revenants now slaved to my will. That's Manfred. Yeah. Yeah. People with virtue, with honors, with morals, with things they won't do, that's why you lose. This guy's a jerk. Um, I hate what he's saying, but is he wrong? Yeah. You know, I mean, let's go <laughs> I like back. Vlad be- I like Vlad better. Oh, I liked Vlad better because Vlad, Vlad at least pretended to be the aristocrat. He tried to like, look, I have to, yes, I have to feed on blood. I have to live a certain way, but I can do it. Manfred wants to take over everything. Manfred wants to take over. He wants to rule Shyish. In yeah. place of Nagash. This man has the biggest delusions of grandeur. We talk about Nagash with the omnicidal uh, rituals, and you think that's delusions of grandeur. Yeah, Manfred is the guy who wants to take that guy down and take his place. Think, think they could do it? Think they could take Nagash down if they all teamed up? They, if they all teamed up, maybe. Um, would they, how, what, how do you... I don't even know how you defeat Nagash. How, how would you kill him? I don't know. Uh, like, how do you get rid of him at this point? I don't know. And yeah. that's the thing. That's why it's crazy. But he does that. I mean, look at just, I mean, you know, he's he's kind of like, he's he's living the, 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 the theory of Kaiser Soze. Real power is be a willingness to do what your opponent or your enemies would not do. Mm. And that's when they, I mean, that's, that that's the type of thing if you if you remember from uh, the usual suspects yeah who is kaiser sose yeah kaiser sose from usual suspects <laughs> um and the thing is and again it mentions he's been fighting against nagash and his plans since he's been back and nagash knows it and they both know that they know it and they don't care they're just doing this little thing because nagash is like you can't kill me so Go ahead and be as stupid as you want to be. Eventually, I won't need you. And right. and Manfred's like, and Manfred is there. Uh, if you kill everybody, how am I going to eat? Uh, it's okay. It's it's like my neighbor Peter. It's okay, Dave. Like while he's burning down half the neighborhood. <laughs> and, and you ask, hey, what about us? What are we going to eat? Don't worry, it's okay. Like yeah. it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, well, some some of these guys are trying to get rid of the curse altogether. Right. Oh, uh, just try to unlock themselves from Nagash. I don't think they want well, to get rid I of think, the curse I of think, vampirism. Uh, yeah, I think Prince Vordry is trying to do that, right? Well, he wants to get rid of the, the curse of binding. Right. He doesn't want to be... They all want to be unbound well, from Nagash. But is that the curse of binding? I... I, I thought that's what it is. Is he, is, is he talking about the curse as like the vampire curse? I don't think so. I mean, that would be that would be him one. That's just his be suicidal. Except he's not just suicidal. He wants to he wants to wipe out all the vampires. Like I don't understand that at all. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it is, but I thought it was more of a these guys because if they if Nagash couldn't force them to do things, they could fight him. 
they could yeah. put up a, a fight. Right now, they could all turn against him, and he could, with a blink, I think he could just forcibly stop. Like his will could just dominate them into obedience. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He could just, yeah. like I said, pull that leash. They start coming at me, and I stare at them long enough, and they're on their knees. Hmm. That's my thought. I don't know. Yeah, um, it'd be cool if that happens, and he tried it, and it didn't work. Wouldn't that be cool if they did break their bonds? Yeah. And they could become their own force of death. And these are guys mm-hmm. who don't worship Nagash, don't follow him, don't want anything to do with him. That would be a great part of the story. It would be cool. If they could break their bonds to him. And then he's, yeah, yeah and then you've got it's a like, separate, that, yeah. Yeah, because now he's at war with them, too. Mm-hmm. And then that's P, a potential, maybe they'd be potential... And some of them would probably come and be willing to serve him. Like, you, could you see it if they broke that? I mean, there are ones who would yeah. serve him for the right sure. rewards. And right. Nagash is smart enough to pull that stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Thanks, sweetie. I need the spoon. Oh, it's in there. Thank you. And, uh, but yeah, Legion of Night, I just love. And they talk about how Manfred is, I mean, for his crazy and violent and... You know, and it will run at the first opportunity. You know, discretion. Mm-hmm. You know, is the discretion is the better part of valor. He yeah. who lives and runs away, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does talk here about how um, when Archon purged all of his black disciples, he found some and gave them sanctuary, mm-hmm. and they gave him a lot of his secrets. Yeah. Manfred does whatever has to happen, and he has literally no loyalty to anyone but himself if it comes down to it. And it's kind of what I love about him. Yeah. He is, you 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 know he's going to stab, he's like Marathi. You yeah. know what you're getting when you see Manfred. <laughs> you know that you're not getting the whole thing. You know that he's trying right. to play you. You know all this is happening. You just have to... He's waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah. when you make a deal with them. Yeah, yeah and you've got to you've got to wait for it. You've got to look for it. You know it's there. You got to find the trap. <laughs> um, so the next one is Legion of Blood. Yeah, Neferatas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize this was such a martial army. Like I thought, yeah. she, whenever you read about her, it's all spy networks, and then you read this, and mm-hmm. it's like you would think it's just a force of conquest with all the ranked mm-hmm. up skeletons. I love how they don't have zombies in their army, right? Because they're they're too, they're, they're too gross. Yeah, they're yucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I like the picture. The picture's great. I mean, Nefarad. I mean, she's got some guns on her man yeah she well she's all muscular she's strong yeah. and they don't carry any extra fat <laughs> right uh she's kind of alluring when she's not all covered in blood i mean they right. you know they she was you know beautiful in her life and she keeps that thing going here and she is formidable it, look, it looks like she hits the weight room quite a bit oh yeah yeah in that picture it's like god dang yeah i know <laughs> I'd, I, I was i would say sun's out guns out but it's you know yeah, More like clouds out, guns out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I like even her spy network. They're tying it into the the their their ability as an army, mm-hmm. because they want you to play her as an army and not just as a spy ring, right? So they do talk a lot about how her army is formidable. Um, she has. New Lamia is a hotbed conspira- of conspiracy. She has the the living rulers of the land, the the, the you know the 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 human leaders. Mm-hmm. She keeps that going, looking for who she could add, who's really particularly clever. 
Yeah. You know, in in that sort of a of a spy network and you not only have to be good at spying and getting information, but you have to turn that information into dominance on the battlefield. Which is something I think that was is new to this where it a lot of her it still translates into raw power and the marching forces. This isn't mm-hmm. just a she's not just his information network. She is uh she yeah, is plus force in her own right yeah. and and she she will buy and she's not above buying off the enemy oh right. i love how they yeah. talk about that with with all the she'll blackmail them she'll pay them she'll do stuff to have people turn at just the right time because you don't have to always fight you know mm-hmm. well you don't have to fight fair at all but you don't always have to you know you can do these other devious things as long as you can pull it off I love it. I love the Legion of Blood. The Vercos dynasty confuses me a bit. Okay. Um, do you like this one? I mean, I don't. I don't uh, mind it. Like, this is all so the cursed like city the, stuff. The, the, yeah, like the wolf, the wolf thing, right? So wolves and like, other like, other we, we animals. Yeah. We, yeah. So we can't do werewolves. So we'll do vampires that are into wolves. Yeah, they even mentioned lycanthropic sorcery. Like, okay, and, I don't know why they can't do werewolves, but they don't. Well, and they say they became vampires, um, from, yeah, on their from own a, from a god beast, right? Um, which goes against all vampire yeah. logic that we know. Um, some, unless, unless they say they were tricked, and the god beast Hrunspul was actually just Nagash. Yeah, but if you say that to them, they might just kill you. Yeah. Um, they share traits with one of the totemic predators. So some are wolves, some are more bat-like, some are more uh, other animal-like. Yeah. Um, I do like that the... Rats. Di- yeah, yeah rats. rats. The dynasty's rarely seen elders are said to be as much wolf as they are deathless princeling now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not a large dynasty, and it says they're very discerning who they turn into vampires, not because they're so picky, but mortals often violently devolve when exposed to their curse because they yeah. are so animalistic. And especially during the era of the beast, yeah. that bestial nature can take them over. Um, but yeah, they want to start a new new city because Ulfenkarn has been destroyed by us of- who played Cursed City. Right. <laughs> So are those who played Crusade? I never beat him. I never beat him. It was, I, yeah, it was not easy of a game. <laughs> uh, this is okay. The Evangori, they have a very super cool and unique sort of place where they live in Gur, mm-hmm. which I think is really kind of neat. It's kind um, of a weird one. It is weird. This this is the this is the one that I sort of latch onto the least, but I think I would like to play it, even though I it's. Mean it- yeah, I mean, there's only one model that's specifically this, right? Yeah, it's the it's the the animal body. With, it's like the centaur. It's that the yeah. one model the one model in here that came out that it took me a while to get used to, but I've really grown to like it. Okay. Um, it was just so weird because it looked like something that would just it it. It's it's not a horse. Like and now it is more like a horse. But when you see the beast body, like whenever you see like a centaur, it's yeah. got a human from waist up coming out from the horse where the horse's neck would be. Yeah, it's pretty but, much. It's pretty much instead of the horse's head, you've got the top half of a person's body. Yeah, and here you got the top half of a vampire, but the bottom half looks like uh, like a varg 
or a, you know, or some, yeah. some sort of yeah, like a Vargle for something right. like that. Yeah. But to me, what it looked like though is it looked like it had two legs and two arms. Right. And that's where it gets weird because when you got a horse's body and a whole half a body coming from where the neck should be, like centaurs don't yeah. make sense, right. but they're coming out near the legs. Once this front thing looked like it had hands, mm-hmm. then you had a whole body coming out the neck of something that was humanoid, which would look yeah. just bizarre. Yeah. Once I kind of got used to it and, and pictured it more as something that, I mean, it, I know it isn't four-legged, but something that would move that way, maybe. Yeah. It basically has six yeah, Append- it's like six appendages. Yeah, right? I got I got used to it. it when I first mm-hmm. saw it, I, I wasn't keen on it. I did get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Would it be better if it instead of the the two monster hands, if it had wings instead? Maybe it's kind of got wings now, which is one of the things that helped me kind of come to grips with what, why it looked that way. Yeah, um, like I said I don't mind them. Um, they're they're all crazy though, mm-hmm. which makes me think like. Why are these guys not with the um, the ghoul the ghouls? But uh, um, yeah, they're just completely insane. Yeah, and they're ba- they've basically given into their base animal instincts. And what's interesting is they keep saying the book talked about how you know you've got you and this monster, this beast inside you, and the more the beast takes over, because that's what Vargos used to be. They were weren't they yeah. vampires who had devolved. Yes, and this that that's what the uh the uh the vargeists are as well. Right. And yeah. here they've got this animalistic half. They seem to have devolved um they're they're they claim that they have become one with their beast. You know, sort of like uh Smart Hulk. And by becoming one with their beast, um they're somehow at grips with it. But the book is very quick and clear to point out that um, that's just not how, that's not the case. They can say that they are at one with their beast, that they are in control with their beast, but they are not. They are not allied with it. Uh, And I think that's interesting. And they said that this, the arrow of the beast is making things crazy because they're watching some of their brethren devolve into things like them. And they're like, see, we had it right the whole time. The problem is they're devolving too. And when they devolve, it gets wonky because they are already monsters on the outside. And when that monster takes over, they like, there's a whole thing about it. They don't not remembering where they are, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really kind of cool, but it's like, this is dangerous for them because they, they could get wiped out. Mm-hmm. If that if the era of the beast that hunger gets into them, they can't afford to devolve anymore, right? Uh, and then the final one, uh, I think it's the final, is the Castelli, the Castelli. Yep. However, the, you say these it. are the the Blood Knights. The, yeah, this is your cavalry army. This has got the Castellans of the Crimson Keep, the place that disappears and comes back. I think I want to work that into some sort of a narrative thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it in in the old uh, in eighth edition uh, fantasy. I, I I had a mighty empires campaign we were playing, and oh, yeah. we added a bunch of cool stuff to it. So it wasn't just gaming; it added a bunch of weird narrative stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try to see how much we could work into this as as our little summer project we were talking about. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, these guys—they're the knights. They're the vampire knights. They say that they're the most chivalric. Um, but they they uh, that their honor is not 
mm-hmm. human honor. They're just, you know, they're just out there trying to find a way to break the chains of Nagash. Yeah. Um, and the leader of the Crimson Keep is, what's his name? Prince Vordry. Yeah. And what happened to him again? He was cursed. Uh, he must, yeah, he always has to be back Before in dawn, the keep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he did something that upset someone. That's basically the lore, when we, except for the actual lore of the specific units, which I'm not worried about at the moment. Yeah, because like every, like they like dig in into like deeper into each one of the things. Yeah, and there's cool stuff in there. Like you should definitely, if you're interested in this army, um, that's one of the ways it, it, I often find that helps me pick, especially in a book like this where you have five different groups. Mm-hmm. And like four of those groups have one model that has that keyword because they're the leaders of that group. Mm-hmm. Like I read this stuff about Manfred and I totally I'm like, yeah, that's I think that's kind of my that's my main group is the Legion of 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 Night. OK, um, because it's, the, I, it's I really like the descriptions of the White Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was super cool. The Luke of I stuff is like, pretty good is really neat yeah yeah or laukavai uh neferata's stuff is really cool mm-hmm. and that's another great picture of her when she's not all bloody that hat is just hysterical <laughs> that's like nagash's and what is next to her what is ne- are you on page 26 yeah yeah what is that i don't know just a little homunculi or something it's got like look it's got like four little like they 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 bone crafted this what is, yeah, oh, i don't want to know Prince Vordry, yep, the thrice cursed blood lance. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Ivia Volka, she's a new character. Right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Vordry, I forgot. What Vordry did was after Nagash was beaten by Archaon. Oh, yeah, he tried to scoop up his bits and get rid of them. And get rid Throw of him, him into yeah. the realm of chaos so they could devour him so he could never come back. Yeah. Uh, and Archon, Archon bla- of course, Archon bacon. saved him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But now, but so now he is bound to the Crimson Keep and it just drops all over the place and it's driving him nuts. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah. The True Blades are a cool thing. What was the one you liked in here that you liked? I like the, about? White, the White Kings. Where's the, the, the just the uh, description of like the, their lands? Yes, <laughs> skeletal figures endlessly labor to repair crumbling masonry or till pale fields that yield finger bones instead of grain. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because they're just they're 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 living out. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going through the motions. This was my land, and they are definitely attached to it. The little the mm-hmm. little. Uh, on page 35, the little yeah. reading here is really nice, yeah. too. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. Like I said, if you're at all interested in this, army, the dark research thing on page 37, it, there's no end of great, great bits and kernels of information here that can start yeah. you off on your own narrative campaign or start writing up your own vampire army with their own keeps and their own peoples and all that stuff. There is so much here. It's, I mean, yeah. it's wonderful. Um. All right, so hour one is down and dusted. Yeah. We got through the lore. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, Allegiance abilities. Uh, we're going to talk about the far too long special rules for each dynasty. <laughs> uh, we're going to mix some of that in, though, just with the specific characters. Yep. Uh, but we'll talk about all of that when we come back. 
Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. Yeah. What's going on? Okay. Um, all right. So before the break, we were talking about this. This book is weird. Um, yeah, they have a lot of weird rules. Lots of... There's so many rules. It's, it's, it's almost like the Skaven book. It's kind of upsetting me. Uh, <laughs> it is because I'm get, I've been getting used to and very much enjoying when you have to pick... Like here, you got to pick one of the five... Yeah, Legion of Blood, Legion of Night, Virgos, Castle, Avangori. Right. Uh, normally in the books they've been going down to, everyone gets a rule. But because of, the, this is what we were talking about, because it's vampires and necromancers and they're very different, and so the different types of generals you'd have leading these armies are different. Uh-huh. Um, they each have their own set of rules. Because like the Avangori, they've got their own heroic actions and they've got, I don't even know if they have a heroic actions. I think they only have the monster things. So everyone's got their own heroic actions or monster things because they're all five of these play and act so differently. Yeah, which leads for a lot of rule reading that I think we can get bogged down. I'm gonna, I I want to avoid that this episode. Yeah, I guess the um, other problem I would have with it is if you were playing against this army, it might be difficult to get it. You know what I mean? You get caught in the weeds a little bit. As like, what does this guy do? Oh, he does this. Thing. Okay, and yeah, I think it's just. It'd be a lot to play against as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it just gets big, you know? So why don't we go over um, some of these Allegiance abilities? Yeah. So the first big one, uh, Endless Legions. So To sum this up in like a yeah. sentence or two before we go into the details. Yeah. Um, a lot of your units have the keyword summonable. And if they do... Mm-hmm. If it's destroyed, you have a chance to bring it back at half strength one time per unit. Um, It's at the end of the movement phase. Mm -hmm. So it's mine and yours. Right. Actually, you get plus one to the roll if it's your movement phase. Right. So I can pick a summonable unit that's not a hero, and on a four up, three up if it's my phase... Bring it back half the models, so rounding yeah. up. So your 20-man units now a 10, your 10 is a 5, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to bring it by a, near a, a, a grave site or a soul blight hero. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can only replace it once. You can't replace replacements. Yeah, it's only got to be three inches, more than three inches from an enemy unit. Yes, within 12 inches of a hero and more than... But it cannot charge or pile in on that turn that you summon it back. Yeah. 
So you, it, I like that. But I mean, even if I can't charge a pile in, I could just put it down as a blockade between me and a, and a unit too. Yeah, you know, unit of sixty zombies died somehow. If you bring back thirty, bring back thirty. Um, you can also bring back heroes on a yeah. four plus. They only this come back nutty. with three wounds, and they cannot charge or pile in either. And you can only bring any hero back once as well. Yeah. But they die. You could bring them back with three wounds, and with the way to get wounds back in this game, mm-hmm. yeah, this is that's. There's not, there's not too many you can do it to. There are several summonable heroes, though. I, yeah, I was noticing that heroes were some. I mean, not like Manfred in them. Right. But there are guys who you can uh, summon. Not not the uh, Warcry warbands or the Underworld warbands. Those watch, guys are no. Watch Captain Hulgrim you can bring back. Uh, let's see. Oh, King Morlach Velmorn, um, which is... Isn't he part of a... He might be part of an Underworld War band. You can bring Kreetza back? Yeah. Um, what else can you bring back? I'm just curious now. Yeah, now I'm looking... Well, you know what? As we go through them, as we see them, we'll just look for that. Which ones are summonable heroes? Because I know there's several of them. I'm sure like the... White King, the White, White King, King, and the White King, King on a sure. Steed. Those are both. Yeah, I'm sure. looking at those right now. Yeah, bring them back. Um, none of the giant things. None of the supersized things. Right. Yeah, King King Morlach Velamorn, you can bring him back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, White Kings and stuff like that coming back, that's not bad. No, that'd be cool. That's I, I would, pretty cool, yeah. And a lot of these Verkos heroes are summonable. Yeah. So you can bring them back. I'm like, oh, that's just... That's weird and mm-hmm. a little crazy, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, unquiet dead, you can have four graveyards. Two in your territory, two in your opponent's territory. Um, How big are the tokens? Um, you know what? When I've seen them, when they come in the little packages, stuff, the ones GW prints out, they're just uh, the size of any of those little tokens that, are, like, that would show modifiers and stuff. So they're not that big? No. Because you're literally some. picking two points in your territory, so you're just yeah. marking it, you know? I made some. Remember, like, the old, 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 old skeleton sprues? Yeah. They had little gravestones as part of the sprue. Oh, yeah. I've made some gravestone little just markers. Yeah. It's just a, just a gravestone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it's got to be more than an inch from terrain features and objectives. You place them at the same time you're placing faction terrain and stuff like that. Um, so the grave their version of faction terrain, I guess. Yeah, graves grave sites are places where if you summon up units, you can summon them up near grave sites, or um, you can put stuff in reserve. You can yeah. put summonable units in reserve, and then at the end of the movement phase, you can set up a unit. Uh, wholly within 12 inches of a gravesite, more than nine inches from enemy units. Now, I always had a problem with this because if you set them up and your enemy can get guys near it before you can bring guys out or if you want to yeah. bring guys out, if there's an enemy on top of your gravesite, you can't use it, basically. Right, right. So you so, kind of have to put them to the side. Yeah. You know, just, it's, that rule is just to discourage you from just plunking them in the middle of the table. Right. 
Uh, in your hero phase, uh, Deathly Invocation, pick three friendly summonable units within 12 inches of a friendly hero. Either heal three wounds or re- uh, return a number of slain models that have a combined wound character to three or less. Add one to the number of slain models that are returned if it is wholly within 12 inches of a grave site. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I think that's interesting because it says add number add one to the number of models that are returned. Mm-hmm. So if you have a two or three wound model and you put back, let's say, because a combined wounds characteristic of three or less, right? So if, yeah. you had, if you had two wound models, you can only put one model back because you can't put back more than three wounds, right? Uh, you could heal up to three wounds, or if no one's allocated, return number same models okay. that yeah. have a combined wounds of three or less. So if you had two wound models, uh-huh. I could only put one down because two would be four wounds, right? Yeah. So I could yeah. put one down. Add one to the number of slain models. I could just put another model down. Or if it was a three wound model, and I don't know if there are many in here. But if yeah. I had a three wound model, I could put a whole extra model down. That's a big deal. Black like knights, Vargas? yeah. How many are Vargas? Black Vargas knights are two wounds. Dire wolves, fell bats. Fell bats are three wounds. I could put one fell bat back in the unit, and then I could just yeah. put an extra model. It's not so an Vargas, extra wound. So Vargas are four, but they're not summonable. Well, Vargas they're not summonable. So yeah, so that doesn't yeah. But the fell bats have three wounds. You could put two fell bats back. I mean, they're not great. I'm just saying. Yeah. Dire wolves. You can put one wolf back. Uh-huh. If there's no wounds on it, because you can't put back four models. But if you're right. near a graveyard, you could put two ba- two of them back. Yeah, cool. Same with the Black Knights, and I think that's it. Yeah. But I still think that's pretty cool that it gives you an extra model. It's not mm-hmm. a huge deal, but when your whole army is kind of crummy and a lot of... Th- Blood Knights. Oh, they're not summonable. Um, oh, I almost got excited there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they have Deathless. Yeah. So, and, um. So everybody's got a six up ward save just yep. inherently. Six up ward save. Bum, bum, bum. And so then we go, well, we've got spell lures. The vampires have their own three spells, and yeah. Mortarks and Death Mages have a different three spells. Yeah. But if you're a Mortark, you're also a vampire, so you get both. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of wizards in this army. A lot. Uh, well, let me see. I, how many I count? Two, four, six, eight, uh, ten, twelve, fourteen. I think sixteen. That's a lot. Oh, and some of the Warcry Warbands have wizards. I didn't count those. So I think there's actually like eighteen wizards you can take in this army. Um, I kind of like the vampire spells. Yeah, they're and super I, good. Yeah. Also, they they have it just written in the rules of the spells because before it was on a, uh, on a uh, it was a battle trait. Yeah, it's kind of like a boosted value, a boosted effect. Yeah, if the unmodified casting yeah. roll is nine or more, you get extra bonus to your yeah, thing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Do we want to run through these? Why don't you take the soul spike real or soul pike real quick? Yeah, so soul pike, uh, cast six, range twelve, range twenty four. Yeah, range twenty four. Oh, sorry, range twenty four. Uh, pick enemy within range. Uh, takes hero phase. That unit makes a charge. Roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll of that charge move for each four. It takes a mortal wound. And then if you get a nine plus, you can pick two units instead of one. I love so that because like, yeah. it's reverse impact hits. Yeah. A lot of the times you see like um, you're playing an army and it's like, 
Oh, if you successfully charge, roll a die for ever, for whatever your charge roll was, and do mortal wounds to the thing. Now, now you're doing them back. Yeah, that's great. Uh, vile transference casts on a six, range of nine. Pick an enemy unit. Roll a number of dice equal to that unit's wound char- wounds characteristic. For each five plus, that unit suffers one mortal wound, and you can heal one wound allocated to the caster. So a lot of these, I mean, you know, you want, you obviously want to pick something that's got a wound characteristic of more than one, because mm-hmm. it's the unit's wound characteristic, but it's not the total wounds for the unit. It's just the characteristic. Uh, if you cast that on a nine plus, um, you can heal wounds allocated to the caster on four up instead. Uh, heal wounds and and deadly mortal wounds on four ups. Um, that's a that's a weird effect. Well, no. Roll a number of dice equal to that unit's wound characteristic. That's kind of a. I'm, well, so if you're if you're, you're just hitting like just a basic unit, you're just gonna roll one die. Well, but you're not gonna pick a basic unit. This is what you yeah. pick for characters and monsters who have 15 yeah. wounds, and you roll 15 dice and five ups. <laughs> yeah. And so on a five up, 15 dice, uh, you get what four. So you're yeah. gonna do four wounds and heal four wounds, yeah. and then that same 15 dice, if you roll a nine plus to cast it. You're yeah. healing on a four up. Four instead of five. That's kind of neat. That's a great spell. Yeah. Cast on a six? I mean, you got to be close. I guess the range is the limitation. I guess, well, your vampires are probably going to be in the thick of it. So. Of course. They're yeah. they're tough. And what about the Spirit Gale? So Spirit Gale is cast seven. Just each enemy unit on the battlefield suffers a mortal wound. Boom. That's it. If it's nine up. Uh, you can resolve the effect for a second time. Two yeah. mortal wounds. So two mortal wounds for every unit. Th- all three of those spells are great. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, oh, it's only doing one wound to every unit on the field. Uh-huh. I mean, when some people have got 10 or 12 units, you got a lot of MSU going on here. I, I can If I can drop this and roll a, roll a 10 and it goes off and I'm doing 20 mortal wounds on the table. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Now, if you're not a vampire, which, by the way, uh, where's my? Hold on, where did I put my chart? So I got if it. You're here. Not a vampire. If you're not a vampire, now more tarks, which are and, vampires, and have death three more mages spells. Wizards. Death mages is Torgilius from the Verkos dynasty. Yeah. Or the necromancer. That's it. That's it. So you got one death mage. Wizard in the Verkos, and that, or if you're taking a Necromancer, which you probably will, because these spells aren't bad either. Yeah, the Necromancer is probably probably the, the one of the most picked War Scrolls in this book. He's well, he's got to be because he's not expensive, and you need mm. you need these guys casting this stuff. How much is yeah, a Necromancer? I'm looking for one Necromancer. Why am I not finding Nick? Okay, uh, he's right there. 90 points. 90 points. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And you pretty much just want him to cast his war scroll spell anyway. Right. But you but you can have a couple of them. Yeah. You know? Um, now, so these spells, Fading Vigor casts on a six, 18-inch range, pick an enemy unit, minus one from the attacks, to a minimum of one for their melee yeah. weapons. Super good. On a nine plus, minus two to a minimum of one. Oof. 
That's oh, that's that's great. Yeah, it's real good. You know, my my unit gets two attacks apiece. Now they get one. Well, my hero gets an extra attack. He's still at one. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's important to note these are unmodified to because there are there are ways to boost that. You know, to, you know, plus one cast. You know, plus two to cast, plus three to cast. Oh, whatever. sure. No, yeah, it's an unmodified nine on yeah, all of these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Prison of Grief? Prison of Grief, uh, right, cast six, range twelve. Pick an enemy unit; uh, they get strike last. Um, and if you cast it on an unmodified nine or better, the range doubles. So it's still only one unit gets strike last, but now you can mm-hmm. pick them up two feet away. Yeah, that could really change who you're going to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, is waste away. Casts on a six, eighteen inch. Pick an enemy unit. Until your next hero phase, minus one to wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons in that unit, and minus one damage to a minimum of one. (laughs) Oof. So they're minus one attack for all their weapons and minus one damage down to a minimum of one. Yeah. If you roll the nine plus for this one, you can do this to two units. Yeah. Kind of makes you want to take, like, all three of these spells, right? Right, I mean, the, and then and then in like the the big combat that's gonna happen, you just you want to debuff that unit as as best you can. Imagine maybe like fighting Night Hunt, right? When you're like, oh man, I'm like minus one save, I'm like minus one to hit, I'm striking last because you've just been nailed by, you know, three Night Hunt charges, and then you're right. minus one damage because there's a there's a you know, a uh, a cruciator right there, and it's like, God dang it! Yep. No, I'm not. I'm minus one to wound because of the, you know, the pendant of the fell wind. Like that, that's kind of what it would feel like. You know, you got that one unit; it's just been blasted by all three of these spells. Like, well, sure, pretty much useless now. Great. Yeah, I mean, you can debuff them all to heck, and then go after them. You know, yeah. because like they're not going to hit me back hard enough. I'm just going to yeah. do what I can to them. Yeah, it's all melee weapons based. Um, yeah, I wish there was some. I wish some, I wish there was something in here that. But this army has had, never been a ranged army. Well, that that would protect them from range. Well, you know, it'd protect them from range. I guess is just get them into battle. Yeah, because that's you know that's what's happening here. Uh, all right, uh, Nagash. I don't know if he's gotten an update on any of his rules. He is nine hundred and sixty-five points. Yeah, and this is the new one. Um, we all know what he is. Eighteen wounds, three up save. He's a wizard. At 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 his at his strongest, he's casting eight spells at a plus three. Um, he's Nagash. Yeah, I mean he's Nagash. We all know what he can do. He can he he can uh heal wounds all over the place on top of what the rest of the army can do. Mm-hmm. I mean you're you're he's half your army. He does yeah. a lot. Um, and he's, he's got, got five up. He's got three up armor, five up board. Yep, eighteen wounds. Eighteen wounds. Um, he's healing stuff. He can heal himself. He's also got the hand of dust and stole, soul stealer spells on top of. He knows every spell we mentioned because he knows every spell in the book that he's in. Yeah. So yeah, he can cast eight spells. All there's, you know, that's six. In the book, plus DC, he could cast one of everything. He just could. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about Manfred. We're going to start with the Legion of Night. Okay. Um, 
I love Manfred. Uh, he's a wizard, casting and dispelling two and two, 14 wounds, three up save. Uh, the first wound or mortal wound caused in each phase to him is negated. So the yeah. first one he doesn't save is still saved. Um, f- uh, whenever he fights, you gotta you gotta let his mount attack first, followed by wounds caused by Geistvor, his the sword, sword of unholy power. Uh, any enemy model slain by wounds caused by this unit's Geistvor until the end of the phase plus one attack of melee weapons by friendly Legion of Knights summonable units while they are wholly within twelve inches, which is why you want Manfred up there in front and you want him to attack first. Yeah. Because if he does five attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage with that sword. If he's killed, that's pretty. That's a that's pretty standard for a hero. A that's a solid. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a solid profile for a undead hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, uh, if he charges, um, if he gets charged. No, he strike. He strike first oh, yeah. if he charges. Yes, and if you read, if you try to redeploy him, you can charge instead of redeploying him, mm-hmm. which is really just guys get up close and then I can char- he, he basically can counter charge. That's it's cool. pretty interesting. Yeah, um, after all of his attacks are resolved, you can heal up to six wounds. Uh, however many wounds he caused, mm-hmm. you can heal those on yourself. He's got his own spell. Um, he's just brutal. And the plus one attack for all this, you want him attacking first, and then all those units around him get another attack on top of what they've already mm-hmm. got. Didn't he used to do a thing where if he got charged, you could teleport? I don't think so. Okay. I know he had the... I think guy- that was Manfred. His, I, his old his old. No, his scroll. old thing was that if he... Yeah, if he got charged, he could he could teleport before the combat phase started. I don't remember that. Hold on. Um, it's kind of the same thing with the Mortark of Night. So, but I know that Manfred had a thing where if he like he got like if he killed stuff with his sword, he got a bonus. But also, if he cast a spell. He got a different type of bonus, like a bonus to his sword. It was it was just a weird thing. Here, let me look him up. I got him right in front of me. Yeah. I got the old Manfred card in front of me here. Um, first one was if unmodified hit. Start, um, oh, at the start of the combat phase, if he's within three inches of any enemy units, you can remove him from the battlefield and set him up anywhere. So it's not when he's charged. It's uh, he just. Uh, if he's near them, he could just not be there anymore. Yeah. But he could still get hit by impact hits. Sure. That's a total Manfred type thing, though. That's just, nope, yeah. I don't need to be here. I need to be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what he can do now. So yep. now, somebody comes up to him t- to get close to him, he can redeploy and he could charge. It means he could, he could just charge something far away from where he is. Yeah. Or that thing that Kana kind of didn't quite get up to him that moved up, got ready to do stuff, and then failed to charge. Okay, I'm going to charge you now. Yeah, I'm. I'm as happy to fight you as you are to fight me. Except now I'm got. Now I'm. You know, I've got the upper hand on that. Yeah, it's actually, I got the this actually up. this rule might actually be better than the other one because now he won't just like Kragnos like rolls up on him. 
He right. can actually just he can actually just get away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's now. He is the only character with the keyword Legion of Night because he's the leader. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about this before. Uh, Legion of Night has only one character with the keyword. It's Manfred. Legion of Blood has Neferata. The Castelli have Prince Vordry. The Evangori yeah. have uh, Laukavai. The Virko, yeah. the Virkos have a ton. Like almost every character is is keyworded yeah. for that, right? But, because of Curse City. Yeah. yeah. Now Nagash can it says cannot take a keyword. Mm-hmm. So even if you put him in one of the armies, he's not taking the keyword. Right. Uh, but there's only one model with the keyword because you could basically pick from the rest of the army and stick them in there. It's not going to affect them. Anything in this is is takeable. Um. So. Now, Manfred is Legion of Night. What are Legion of Night's bonuses? Once yeah. per turn during the enemy charge phase, after the enemy finishes a charge move, you can pick one Legion of Night unit within 12 inches of that enemy unit, more than three inches from enemy units. That unit can attempt to charge. So he can charge during your turn, Manfred's army. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's sort of like his redeploy allows him to charge. Here, it's just you can pick one friendly unit and charge with them after uh, during during the enemy charge phase is after an enemy unit finishes a charge move. So I guess somebody has to do a charge move. If there are no charges, you don't get to. But I think that's great. Um, he does have one special hero uh, hero ability, and he can pick a hero. Uh, you can pick a hero that's more... This is... Oh, there's Manfred's ability. Pick a hero more than three inches from all enemy units, remove him from the battlefield, and set him up more than nine inches from enemy units. It's a little different. It's a little different, but it's still... Yeah. that's that. Now that's there for... It's, that's just as a, a heroic action for all yeah. the heroes. Right. Um, you know, you've got, you've got a heroic ability. You've got a monster ability for your zombie dragons and your terror geists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pick a special command trait for all of them. This, I, I don't want to read. I don't want to go through all of these things. <laughs> it's I a just, lot. There's a lot, and you know what? Unless there's something that really stands out to you. Um. Oh, he, he does have an artifact he can take. Ignore negative modifiers to save rolls for attacks made with missile weapons that target the bearer. So there's one. There's an right. artifact that say, that helps protect you a bit from That's a, that shooting. Helps you rend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if people who attack unmodified hit rolls uh, for melee weapons attacking him is, is a one, if you roll a one to attack him, you take a mortal wound back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, uh, it's very Manfredy. Yeah, all this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While he's on the battlefield, plus one to save, uh, save rolls and ward rolls for well, attacks. Remember, like Manfred can't actually take any of these. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> While this general's on the battlefield, oh no! But here, you can give this to any general because Manfred doesn't have to be the general. You know, while right. this general's on the battlefield, add one to save rolls and ward rolls for attacks that target friendly Legion of Knights summonable units in the first battle round. Yeah. In the first battle round, when everyone's trying to shoot, you wanted protection from shooting plus one yeah. to save, and your ward save goes up to a five, mm-hmm. or goes up to a yeah, goes up to a five because yeah, you have five, a five, a six up you have ward, a seven, a six, yeah. So that's not bad either. That's the type of stuff you get if you're playing Legion of Blood with Manfred. Uh, you don't have to play with Manfred, but I just, I always, you know, he's he's the guy. I mean, like, Unbending Will is probably the one you want. Okay. That's, that, that's the, 
models in Friendly Legion of Night. Summonable units count as two models instead of one if they are contesting objectives wholly within a foot of the general. I mean, that's that's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one, too. Mm-hmm. 20 um, zombies now count as 40. Yeah, cause, and you would never make Manfred the general because he's treated like a general even if he's not. Yeah. So, yeah, you would never make these guys the actual general in your army. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because, of course, if Manfred goes out, the army's going to be led by somebody else, so he can be doing his own thing. It mm-hmm. makes total sense. Um, Legion of Blood is Neferata. Yeah. Um, similar stats. So she, she got an FAQ. Did she? Yeah. All right, so what changed with her? So her Dark Mist uh, ability changed, and her Mortark of Blood Roll change too. Right. So why don't you read those off then? So Dark Mist uh, is a spell that she could cast. Range six, uh, value six, range twelve. Pick a friendly Legion of Blood unit wholly within range visible to the caster. Ignore. Originally it said ignore negative modifiers. Um, now it's negative and positive. Oh, okay. So Dark Mist is ethereal. Yeah. Na- so, now it is. Now so you're it's ignoring positive and negative. Okay. Be- before it was only. Negative. Only negative. So, so you could Mystic Shield on top of it. It was a little gross. Oh, that is. That is yeah. kind of gross. I didn't think about that. Dark Mist and you, Mystic Shield them. Yeah. You could you could get down to two up save on Neferata. A little silly. Yeah. And, and then. Uh, what about the Mortarka Blood? So it says any restrictions in the deployment instructions for the battle plan being used still apply to her Mortarka Blood rule. So before uh, you could. Like this thing is. Uh, you pick three and uh, three units, and you remove them from the battlefield and set up again wholly within your territory. So it's kind of like the same rule as Night Hunt, um, but now they're just saying like it says you can't do that in the deployment instructions, and you still can't do that. Okay, yeah. so if the if the if the uh, rules for that particular pitched right. battle say you can't, yeah, then you yeah. can't. Okay, right, right. Yeah, she's got other great things too. Um, yeah, she's a cast two and bind two war master. If she wounds a hero and doesn't kill him with her with her with her main weapon on a five up, the hero dies anyway. Mm-hmm. At the end of any phase, if any wounds caused by this unit's Amit Har were allocated to an enemy hero and it's not slain, roll a die on a five up. It is that's great. Yeah, which one's Amit Har? Which one's Akin Seth? Uh, like she's got a sword and she's got that weird I don't know spear thing. I don't know which one is which. I don't know which is which. All I know is that the one has five attacks, threes by threes, two rend, one damage. It actually seems like that's the the, the that's smaller the, blade. I think that's the sword, yeah. Yeah. Um now if you are with Neferata, then you are in the Legion of Blood. Yeah. And she's got special abilities. Um this one reminds me of the ogres. Um so, if you're within three inches of enemy units, you're bloodthirsty. So, plus one to your attacks. If you're more than three in- uh, uh, inches from an enemy unit, you're empowered. Plus one to casting, dispelling, mm-hmm. and unbinding. So, if you're keeping your wizards away, they can go. But if they're up, up close, they can do the attack. So, of course, Neferata having the more fluid, more, more uh, permeable army. She also has... Two heroic actions they can take, but no monstrous actions. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, hers are actually kind of cool too. Pick a hero, and uh, if your if your unit is within twelve inches of my hero, your all out defense or your inspiring presence cost you two command points to yeah, use. That's, that's actually really good. Yeah, she's also got uh, pick a friendly hero until the end of the turn. No ward rolls for wounds or mortal wounds caused by attacks by that hero. Mm. Um, that's all sort of twisty, plotty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like suddenly you got to use double commands because she's messing with you. It actually says in there how she will, uh, cause people to, yeah, or make people not hear things. Mm -hmm. Um, no ward rolls for wounds or mortal wounds. Suddenly you think you've got protection, but you don't. Yeah. I, I, from what I've been seeing, Neferata has been the pick for the, is she? Yeah, for the tournament lists, especially and people playing F- Legions of Blood. Yeah, especially before they FAQ'd her uh, Dark Mist spell. Yeah, as you know how people are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, there's, there's she's got a lot of rules that bonus thing like even the command traits. It gives bonuses to things that are next to her. Yeah, or not her because you can't pick Neferata well, to passes, get these. Yeah, she passes out like uh, that. Well, the general can pass out like strike last. Yep. Um, can increase attack hero char- uh, characteristics of monsters and heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick enemies that are not monsters and heroes and and hit on. Uh, you can uh, hit them on a two plus if yeah. that unit. It's just there's so many cool things here you can do with her, and this is a very powerful legion. Yeah, and then you cloak of mist and shadows. That's an old favorite, right? And it does the same thing. It makes you ethereal. It makes you ethereal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the amulet of screams. Roll a die each time an enemy unit within eighteen inches of the bearer successfully casts a spell. It's not unbound on a three up. That unit takes D three mortal wounds. That's nasty. Yeah. Anytime you're casting a spell around me that I can't stop, you're just gonna take D. Yeah, I'm gonna roll on a three up. You're gonna take D three mortal wounds. That's great. That's every spell. Each time an enemy unit within 18 <laughs> inches successfully casts a spell that's not unbound. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And Neferata's, yeah, she... That's doing that against Lumineth or Zinch or oh, whatever. right, exactly. Yeah. And she can move 16 inches. She's, oh, so can Manfred. Uh, um, but, you know, yeah. the she's just fast, and she's got some really great stuff. Plus... Her army is the one, if you want to stick to kind of keeping all the mortis engines and the blood, uh, the palanquin, all the stuff that yeah. comes from the mortis engine is, is that's Neferata's type of, uh, right. type of, of stuff. So there's a lot of things that she could be moving around and taking bonuses with. Yeah. What's um, bad? What's battle line? If she's the general, anything is there? I don't know if there's a lot of battle line. Ifs in this one. Hold on. Legion of Blood, Black Knights, are battle line. Okay. And Felbats are battle line in Legion of Night. Oh, of course they are. Uh, Kestali Blood Knights are battle line. That would be cool. Uh, Graveguard are battle line if your general is a White King, which yeah. it totally could be in Blood any Knights, of these army. Yeah. yeah, Blood Knights are battle line in a Kestali army. Fargeist are battle line in Avangori or Legion of Night. Oh, there you go. And then. The big one is uh, Terrorgeist and Zombie Dragons are battle line in Avangori. Because they're all monster armies. Monster armies. Yeah, that's yeah, that's if you just want to take all big monsters. You can totally do Avangori. 
you could literally write a list. Uh, I, I yeah, think like that, six that's, models. that's fun or decent for all these armies. Yeah. I really think you can. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Who else do we have now? Oh, the the only one with a cast a Castellai keyword is Prince Vordry, our next guy. Yep. Um, he's he's the first wizard we got that can only cast one and dispel Aww. one. Aww. Um, uh, it, he's got, uh, he actually has a 12 inch ranged weapon. He's got a bunch of attacks once per turn. Um, when once per turn, if this, oh, I, okay. So they've got some cool stuff they can learn. We got to talk about before that, before we can talk about how he gets his bonuses, but he gets some bonuses. Let's quick look at the, not the Vircos Dynasty, turn the page. Here we go, the Castellai. Um, so, at the end of the combat phase, if you killed any models, you can look on the list here, and if they uh killed by melee weapons by a friendly Castelli vampire unit, you get this You get this ability for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's three different things you can get. You can get them all, but you can't get them more than once. So... If you kill a hero or a monster, you get plus one damage to your melee weapons. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, yeah. Uh, if you kill something with a wound's characteristics of three or more that's not a hero or a monster, plus one attack for your melee weapons. And yeah. if you kill a model with wound's characteristics of two or less, you get plus one inch to your move. Yeah. So that's the battle traits for the Castelli, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, those are super powerful, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, their heroic ability, pick a vampire hero until the end of the turn. Until the At the end of each phase, if any wounds or mortal wounds were allocated to that hero and he was not slain, roll a die for each enemy unit within three inches on a two-up. So if you wound him and don't kill him during any phase, he's going to lash out right. at anything around him. Um, and then battle craze. Your monsters get plus one to wound. Yeah. If they want, yeah. Uh, command traits, reroll charge rolls if you're near this uh, general. Um, once per turn, um, if this general's on the battlefield, then a friendly Kestali vampire unit gains an ability from the might of the Crimson Keep that it ha- that this general has not already gained. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That, or, okay, so yeah. That's the if someone gets one of these abilities and he doesn't have it, he gets it too. That's yeah. not a bad one. That's cool. Um, and shifting keep. Uh, yeah. If during deployment he's on the battlefield, instead of setting up a blood knight unit on the battlefield, you can place it aside and use a reserve unit. That's like a one for one deal. One on the table, one at reserve. Yeah. And say to come on the battlefield edge. More than nine from all enemy units. Yeah, that's the only problem. You got to come in with six inches of the battlefield edge again. Any battlefield edge, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And uh, in, in the artifacts of power here, the red casket, plus yeah. three to run and charge rolls. Pretty cool. That's awesome. I, I like Fragment of the Keep, though. Minus one to wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by enemy units within three inches of the bear. Yeah, because yeah, if you got him right in the middle of the, the, the fight. And if he's on a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's a huge friggin' base. The You're right. You know what I mean? That passing that that I know how powerful that is because I've been playing my night haunt a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And they have this rule all over the place. This 
minus one to wound, and it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, and like I said, you get into all of this stuff. Um, yeah, just all the knights you can take. You can have a whole mounted army with that and getting all the extras to your charge. Yeah, because the blood knights are core battle line. Uh-huh. King Castellay. Yeah. And and even better, the like the boxes aren't ninety five dollars anymore. That is true. <laughs> They've that's the one year it's finally that unit has come down in price. It was overpriced forever. And now it's come down. Um okay, so now we got Laukavai, and she is the next to last of the different dynasties, the Avangori. We'll yeah. go over the Vercos, but there's so many characters that have that rule, so I just wanna I I'm yeah. trying to make this make sense. There's just right. so much stuff happening and it kind of drives me nutty. Um, if you're going to be Avangori, you're going to have, um, Laukavai is the one character who has that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is their dynasty abilities? Pick a friendly monster within three inches of any enemy units until the end of the phase. Use the top row on his damage table. That's good. At the start of the combat phase once per turn. So basically, you get to use if he gets wounded. They have no extra heroic abilities, only monster abilities. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. The only reason you're taking Avangori is if you're planning on taking... All monsters. Three terror guys and one of the... And probably Laukavai and the other dude. And then... Yeah. You're probably not taking that many... Troops, I wouldn't think. Maybe, maybe the only reason you would is if you're taking stuff that can fly. Maybe like the Vargeists, you might take them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of monsters in this army, though. Yeah, there are quite a few. Like we can go through and take a look at those keywords too. But that's basically what this whole thing is. It's all things near your, you know, re-rolling charge rolls for this guy. Um, You know. you get a strike first thing once per... All of their artifacts are once per battle because they're just these things that allow them to freak out because that's what they do. They go and they smash things. Yeah, their they're minus one to wound abilities as a foot from the general instead of three inches. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Minus one to wound rules for attacks made with target-friendly Avangori monsters wholly within 12 inches. So the, the monsters have to be wholly, wholly within 12 of the general. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why they made it 12 is because the bases of those the bases are, are huge. So big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's now, I guess, I guess we'll just quickly just go over what the, well, let's talk about Laukavai because we didn't talk about her or the Lord, and then we can talk about the last. Yeah. Because uh, there's just so many of these different guys for the. Okay, so Laukavai, she's a, the, and her and the Vangorian Lord, which is the non-character version of her. Yeah, so three up save. She has eleven wounds. He has ten. Uh-huh. And they're both they're both cast one, unbind one. Mm-hmm. They both fly. Laukavai is actually a war master, which means cool. she can be she if she's the she's yeah, considered she's the a general, general even if she's yep. not. Yeah, and uh, then she's queen amongst monsters. So she can pick an Avagor monster within a foot. Two different monsters rampage instead of one. Uh, she's a monster, by the way, and so is the Vangorian Lord. She can yep. pick that with herself, I suppose. Yep. And um, then she reduces rend. Yeah. Minus by one. 
does, to any does, units does, within three inches of her. And there's and there's no caveat on that. So if yep. you're Ren, if you're Ren two, you know, you're Ren one now. Yep, and to Just a minimum of dash, you can it, you can get it down. It, you can reduce it to no rend at all. Yeah, because well. a lot of times you see that rule, and uh, if it's Ren one, it's Ren dash. If it's Ren two, sorry, it's still Ren two. You know, like nope. that kind of thing. Th- this is worse than the rend by one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, she has the hunger as well. A lot, the, uh, the hunger they is the do. thing. Yeah, that's what man. It, it, if I deal all wounds, I can death. heal up to six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she does have a spell, the mm. Queen's Dictat. Uh, cast that's, on six, twenty-four inches. Pick an enemy unit. Until your next hero phase, friendly Avangori monsters are eligible to fight in the combat phase if they're within six inches of that enemy unit instead of three inches, and they can move an extra three. So I can pick a unit. We get the extra long pile in. That rule's crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's a spell. It's a good one. Pick a it's unit. It's a fantastic and, one. Yeah, because I'm looking at this. Okay, so she's a monster. The Vangorian Lord doesn't have the Queen's Dictat. He's got a different spell, the Cursed Reflection. Mm-hmm. Cast on a five, range of 24. Pick a monster, wholly within range. They can use the Hunger ability from the Caster's War School. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you pick a monster, and it can heal up to six wounds if it does six damage. Mm-hmm. So... Is there a way? I was thinking about this with mm-hmm. Laukavai. Is there a way to bring in monsters via reserve? Is there a way to do that? What do you mean? Like, can you bring a terrorgeist and place it in reserve? I don't know. That would have to be in the. It's not that, in there. It would have to be in the allegiance abilities. It's that. It's not a summonable unit, right? Terrorgeists aren't summonable. Yeah, so they can't go the unquiet dead. I don't think so. All right. I don't think I think they're too big to be summoned up in the middle of battle. Yeah, so So yeah. let's see. Laukavai, Vangorian Lord, those are monsters. Let's yeah. go through the I'm just kind of flipping I, through. There's the two, four, six. I don't think there's any summonable monsters. Eight. Eight pages. Eight yeah. pages of uh, <laughs> Virkos uh, heroes. Yeah. I'm not going into all of them. No. There's some cool stuff in there, and they're fun. That is... Okay, I will say this for the Virkos. If you want to play something to a very specific flavor, if you want to be playing something to a very uh, specific bit of storytelling with these very... Because all the characters have a, a different use. Don't get me wrong. The Virkos is cool. They have a lot of characters with a lot of useful things. Um, but it's just so much to talk about, and I, I, I'm not going to spend all the time in there. I just want to kind of look through and find where these other monsters are. Who counts as a monster? Yeah, I don't think there's any summonable monsters. Oh, no, they're not. No, none of them are summonable. I'm just trying to see what other things. So, okay, so the zombie dragon, the terror geist, I think that's it. Yeah. Is that it? And then Luke of I and, well, Nagash is a it. monster, but... I think that is it. That's yeah, really that's not it. that many. So what else would you be taking with them? I thought Well, what can they what, what what can they ally with? But then they'd have to be a Avangori monster. So they wouldn't have that keyword. Yeah, and so I'm just seeing those mon- Well, nothing has the Avangori keyword except for Luke of I. So you would get that if you were playing them. They would automatically be that. 
I'm just trying to look where are their monsters. Okay. Uh, okay, the vampire lord on Zombie Dragon is a monster. You could take a lord on a dragon in her army. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, what else? There's not a. There's not as many as I thought. I thought there was a bunch. There's them now. Um. Well, you can't make them. Oh, they can't be Avangori though. All of these guys on their steeds, the Mortarks and the princes and stuff, are all monsters too. But they all have keywords. And yeah, Nagash, would, Nagash can't yeah. take a keyword, so right. they're all monsters. But it, yeah, because if because if you pick Avangori as your thing, you all the units become Avangori, except for if you already have a word. Yeah. So subtract one for Rune Wolves. To select Avangori monsters. Yeah. So it's it's only those four, I think. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Luck of Eyes, it's Vengorian Terror Geist. Terror Geist, Zombie Dragon, Vampire on Zombie Dragon. Yeah, I think that's it. It's five. So if that's what you're playing, Terror Geists and Zombie Dragons, I mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh is that a fun army though? Like you'd want to have some things in there, I guess. I don't know. It seems, I, don't, I don't know. I think it would It could it would, be fun. It could be fun for I I don't know if they can hold objectives as a thing. Can't they? I mean, they can. I mean, they count as five. They're not going to have much. Yeah. <laughs> unless and they just mur- unless they murder everything that's on the objective. Yeah. Terrorgeists and zombie dragons are. Yeah, it would be a three hundred a piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke of Ice three hundred. And then you have to take the Vangorian Lord too. Yep, you'd have to take a Vangorian Lord, and he is how much is he? I don't know. He's two eighty. Okay, so that's. That's twelve. Three, basically six, twelve. Nine, twelve. That's, that's fifteen hundred points. Well, no, there's. So, oh, because the oh, that's the Lord on the Dragon too. That's right. Yeah, so that's fifteen hundred plus, and then you take. Oh, the Vampire dragon. Lord on the Zombie Dragon is four forty. So there you go. There, yeah. you take that guy and then end the spell, and you're and you're good. So three Terror guys, Vampire Lord on Dragon, Vangorian Lord, Lagavai done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, six models. So dumb. Or, or you don't take the vampire lord. You take just a crap load of zombies. See, and that's the thing. You can always put them in there. Um, okay. Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about. We got to talk about the Vircos dynasty. Yeah, we, we have to. I mean, we can't just ignore that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're they're. There Talisman are, is Radukar the Wolf. Yeah, and there's a or Radukar the Beast. Same dude, just different. You can't take them both. Up, right? You can't have one with the other because they're the same character. Be cool if you could turn one into the other. Yeah, we had that. That was the whole Marathi thing that everybody hated. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I said, we already talked about that. You could yeah use the top. Okay, so. Uh, no, no, that's the wrong Virkos. Okay, so what are the Virkos? In the combat phase, after a, after a friendly Virkos hero has fought for the first time in that phase, you can pick a friendly Virkos unit that is not yet fought within three inches, and they can fight. Cool. They got to be within... The, you can pick one friendly unit that is not fought in that combat phase, which is in three inches... Oh, three inches and even 12 inches of the Virkos hero. If you pick another hero, you can't just keep chaining it. Yeah. Okay. But so, yeah, they get that extra. The strength of the wolf is the pack. So they get the extra unit to attack. Mm-hmm. They also only have. Um, oh, no, these are both heroic actions. They don't have any monster actions because they're not monsters. Right. Um, 
you know, pick a hero and then pick some dead walkers there, and you can add models to the unit. Yeah. That seems like a weird rule, doesn't it? And it says this ability allows Virkos Deadwalkers units to be taken above their maximum unit size. So you can add more to the zombies. Crazy. Um, And they have one. You can only use it once per battle, but you can summon up 10 direwolves. Yeah. That's a free 10 direwolves, which aren't that expensive. I think they're only like, what, 80 points or 100 points. How much are direwolves? They can't be that expensive unless they are and I'm stupid. (laughs) Direwolves are 130. 130? Yeah, that, that's a lot more than I guessed. Yeah, because people abuse that unit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a ten. So you get a free, t- free ten of those. Yeah. Um, people, people end up with you know, units of thirty dire wolves. Yeah. Three units of thirty dire wolves. That's my battle line. See, and I'm just feel. I feel like these guys are a zombie heavy army because it talks about having dead walker yeah. units doing a yeah. lot of extra stuff. Yeah, plus one to ward rolls for friendly summonable units for the purposes of the deathless minions battle trait while they're wholly within <laughs> nine inches of the bearer. That's great. It's not bad. Yeah, getting a five up ward because you're <laughs> just near that hero, especially yeah. when you got a bunch. Of, yeah, I think. See, the Virkos have a lot of things to offer, but then you've got to go through. And figure out who you're going to take. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Radicar the Wolf has only half the wounds of Radicar the Beast. Yeah. Um, you know, they both have the hunger, but they've got very different rules. Um, yeah. In fact, Radicar the Beast gets accompanied by two Virkos Bloodborne armed with piercing blades, so they get he gets extra extra help. Yeah, like, they just free. Yeah. This unit is accompanied yeah. by. It's a companion. Oh, my God. And the stats are in there. I don't know if that's part of the model or what like that. No, but I wouldn't think so. You know, I, I don't know, but it says that they're there, and it gives it gives their piercing they, blades the stats. Because they, they have their own war scroll. Mm. All right. Well, we'll Little figure vampires. that out. Yeah, but there's, you can, the you stats are right them. there, though. So I don't, yeah. actually, I don't know. The piercing blades. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, no, that's... No, that he has the piercing blades. Oh no, it says it's accompanied by two Virkos Bloodborne yeah. armed with piercing blades, and the blades are there. He huh. can run and charge. Like the beast is just is so good. Yeah, you know, um, if he charges, plus one to the attacks for summonable units within twelve of him. Like Radicar the Beast is almost like a plus one if you're taking this army. Although now he's, he's dead because he went crazy. He's two ninety. Yeah, he's not cheap. No, oh, he costs the same. Yeah, as a. Terror guys. <laughs> um, Probably worth it. Dang. If you minus one for hit rolls to target her and stuff like that. So his companion. Yeah. The unit is accompanied by two Virgos Bloodborne armed with piercing blades. Yeah. Do you put the models down? No, I don't think so. I think that's just that's their com- they, that's just they have the extra attacks because they're with him. But they don't have models. I don't know. It's so weird. Dude, what do I know? I don't see any pictures of them. I know, I don't either. I mean, there, there. That's a different. That's a separate war scroll. There is a unit in this book called Virko's Bloodborne. Um, I'm looking through the pictures and seeing what I can find. Looking up online. Yeah, they don't even have any pictures of Radicar in there, so I don't know. And honestly, I don't even care. 
<laughs> like either it is or it isn't. I don't have him or I have him. I don't have those other models. I'm not going to be taking him anytime in the future. If I'm taking anything, I'm taking lots of zombies and lots of other stuff. Uh, Belladama Volca is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. She can cast and dispel two. Adds one to casting and dispelling. Um, if she's near dire wolves, they can take wounds for her. She's actually really good. Uh, Gorslav the Gravekeeper is such a weird model. Yeah. If he's near zombies, um, they can take wounds for him. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at Radicar the Beast. Yeah. His model. Yeah. There are two little dudes on his base. Yeah. So yeah, I thought they were on his base. That's why I kept yeah. saying I thought they were on his. I thought they were on his model. Yeah. How big is that model? It's pretty big. He's is he like, he's like the size of like a dreadnought. No, like I don't a, think he's that big. He's, he's pretty massive. Yeah, uh, I'm. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but he is big. But yeah, he's got those two guys on his base. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't looked. At, I have the models because it came with Curse City. I just haven't looked at it in a while. I just know Ooh, he that was model's big. crazy. Yeah, it's a nice. Uh, they're all nice models. That's neat. Uh, but yeah, the gravekeeper can a lot uh, uh, give wounds off to the zombies. Uh-huh. Um, he can actually put replacement units. And he's he, on a sixty mil base. Yeah, Radicar the Beast. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fifty. Base. That's huge. Yep, that's like a o- ogre hero. Yeah, twenty nine part kit. <laughs> Good gravy. So Gorslav the Gravekeeper can resummon. Uh, yeah, Deadwalker yeah, zombies. Yeah, he's good. Excuse me, I'm drinking my stupid protein shake. Yeah, um, and I'm still stuck on Radicar the Beast. So looking at this still model looking at right that. Now. Yep. Um, you got Torgilius the Chamberlain. He is also, he's the Death Mage. So if you're taking a Virkos army, you can take yeah. him as a Death Mage. So he gets those other spells. Um, like what his stupid ability is. Yeah, summonable units have a five-up ward when they're near him. Dumb. That's great. <laughs> yeah. But see, this is where, like, if if you want to play, like I said, if you want to play Virkos, they don't have a Mortark. They don't have a. They don't have a a, a a guy. I mean, they do. They have Radicar the Beast, which is, like I said, a lot of wounds. Yeah. But outside of Radicar, a lot of these guys are pretty average. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gorslev has seven wounds with a six-up save. Torgillis, six-up save. Yeah, because they're not vampires. The vampires have like nine wounds and a four-up save or some. But here, the Virkos Bloodborne. Yeah, those guys over there, three wounds apiece, six-up six save. save. Yeah, but they're fast. They are fast. They've got a ten-inch move, um, and they can move that ten inches before the first battle round begins. So they mm. can boom, jump forward, take an um, objective. It can move across terrain like it can fly. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the hunger because it's a vampire. Mm-hmm. You can uh, equal to the wound number of wounds and mortal wounds caused by those attacks that were allocated to enemy. You can heal up to a number of wounds allocated to this unit equal to the number of wounds. So you can heal wounds. Yeah. So yes. that's only on one model, right? Because it's wounds allocated, or can you you can't put back extra models, right? Uh, no. Right. So that's what I thought. Okay. Um. Even the watch captain, yeah, he's cool. He's a, he's one of those summonable heroes. He can yeah, you can bring him back with three wounds. He's only got five wounds, five wounds right. and a four up save. He dies. You can bring him back mm-hmm. with a three up save. Sixes. I mean, he's got a good weapon, and 
he can issue at the double up to three times to friendly units for the yeah for, for one yeah, command for one point. command point yeah. So all of these guys are Virkos. All of them are are good. Uh, and those are the heroes, though. Well, there's still Lady Annika. Oh, why would they put her back there? Okay, I don't know. And Kritza, who's summonable for some reason. All right, so then we have some Virkos that are not that are not uh, heroes that are go with them. Uh, we'll we, talk we about have, them later, I guess. There, there's a there's a couple of these guys with no keywords for dynasties, right? What do you mean? A couple of, like the like. There's a couple of heroes that don't have one of the dynasties like the just your basic vampire lord he doesn't have a he's right. not locked into one right the the genericest of them in yeah, fact yeah, yeah it's nagash who can't have one the vangorian yeah. lord yeah vamp lord on zombie dragon kato Ezekar. yeah he's from a book yeah the regular vampire lord the blood seeker palanquin the coven throne and the necromancer all of yeah. them are yeah. vampires except for the necromancer all of them um uh, have no keyword. Yeah, the coven. Yeah, those are goofy models, aren't they? What the Bloodseeker Palanquin? No, I love those models. I had uh, the Coven Throne. I didn't take the Coven Throne. I took the. Uh, I took yeah, the, the Mortis, Mortis Engine. engine. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorites. That was always out on the table when I played. Yeah, I, remember, I love I those models, it. and they did. They uh, the. The Mortis Morris engine, engine used to, used to slap, pump man. out so cool. much damage. <laughs> yeah. You had to kill it right away. Yeah, I remember playing against Brad Schwant. It's the one time I, w- I was, uh, I, like, that thing was pulsing near the in the fourth or fifth battle round yeah. and just wiping stuff out. <laughs> it's so good. But, yeah, like, all this stuff. Okay, so Lady Annika. What, yeah. Um, she has a, she, okay, six wounds, four up save, four up ward. Yep. You can put her anywhere you want, uh, you know, instead of deploying her on the battlefield, you can just put her more than nine inches from the enemy units. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got to be in enemy territory. Yeah. Though. At the end of any phase, if she has caused any wounds with her blade to an enemy hero or monster, and okay, so she has the same thing they have, except mm-hmm. uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, she doesn't. She drops I mean, their saves. They're saved by saves. one to a minimum of six up for the rest of the battle. Yeah. It doesn't say that can't happen more than once. So right. if I cause, if I wound your hero. And he doesn't die. His save is down by one. Yeah, or right? I think the big one there is that it works on monsters too. and monsters. And then the next, now that was my turn. Now in your turn, we're yeah. fighting again. It goes down by one again. Mm-hmm. Lady Annika can really. The Rat Prince is a cool model. Yeah. Um, is, is he in Curse City too? All yep. these guys are. In yep, Curse they're City, all in Curse they? City. Like the whole set is just all these special character models. Practically, it's almost wow. all it is. Um. You can steal the artifact. You can destroy oh, artifacts yeah. with Kritzka. Like yeah. you want to take all of these guys. You want to play like a four thousand point game, so you can just <laughs> just, just release the entire army on them. Yeah, because they're all like. That's the cool thing about this dynasty is basically it's like oh I'm just gonna use all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I use the contents of cursed city. Yeah, and I'm gonna play Age of Sigmar now. Yeah, and and each of these um, guys has their own. It was like the last when we were reviewing. Um, was it Slaves to Darkness who had all those Warcry War bands in it? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, some of these have really cool rules for this. Like right. you're gonna want to take them. Same yeah. thing here. Um, let's look at while we're looking at these guys. They do have. Uh, 
Like we talked about the Bloodborne, who is not a hero. It's just a unit you can take. Mm-hmm. So far, everything else has been heroes. They do have two Virkos units that are not heroes, the Night Guard and the Varskir. The Varskir. Varskir it's it, looks that's like a, a single. It's yeah, it's not a it yeah, it's just it does look like a Vargolf with a weird face. Um could you play your Vargolf and just say it's a Vargskir? I wouldn't know the difference, so I would say <laughs> yes. Uh these are single models, they're not heroes. You get one for a hundred and ten points. Now yeah. um this thing's got eight wounds and a five up save. It's yeah. got Four attacks from its claws, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. D3 attacks from its jaws, threes by twos, two rend, two damage. Yeah. It can charge when it's, it can roll 3d6 on a charge and charge within 18 inches. And every time it fights, oh, and it's, it's got, got the hunger because it's, it's, it's a vampire. It's a vampire yeah. So it's got the hunger and it can charge 18 inches. Eight wounds, five up save. Yeah. It's not a hero, but it's, it can be pretty brutal. Um, the Kasargi Night Guard. Yeah. These guys, where are they? I'm just trying to, f- uh, you four get two of these guys. Four, yeah, two. For 90 points. Yep. So that's eight wounds with a four up save, which is actually better than the Vargskir. They got a five up ward, two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage, plus one of the attack characteristics if it's near Radicar the wolf or Radicar the beast. So it becomes three attacks, but there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Once again, it says that they're picky about who that they they make into vampires and things like that, and who their people are. Mm-hmm. Um, giving these Virkos keywords are interesting because they're 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 it's a it's a one character unit and a two model unit that are tough. Like they're they're nothing to be sneezed at. So I just think that's interesting that they got those. As part of their, it, it, when, when every other dynasty and legion has one character, they not only have like eight or ten heroes, but then they've got like three like mini units that are in mm-hmm. there that can go with them that are pretty right. awesome. And then, like you said, a lot of them have specialized because they've got all those dead walker units in there. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So the dead walker units, which is. Um, not Death Rattle. Death Rattle is the skeletons, skeletons mostly. So yeah. the Dead Walker is pretty the much zombies. the zombies. That's yep. it. Yeah. So you're going to take a bunch of... Yeah. Oh, uh, Dire Wolves are also Dead Walkers. Oh, yeah. As is the Corpse Cart. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everything else seems to be Death Rattle. So, okay. So a lot of zombies and these guys. So you can afford a lot of heroes if you're just going to zombie out your, the rest of your army. Right, you know, six heroes. I think of, of any sort of self-respecting Virkos army is going to have six heroes in it. Yeah, you're going to max out your heroes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we should take a break. Yeah, I'm getting tired. I am too. And we got some more stuff to cover before we come back. So let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. There's always something happening at... Crognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Crognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any 
of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Hi. All right, so we have had a little chance to regroup because that's what we do. Um, we had uh, Chris and I. Uh, it was late. <laughs> we were recording last night. It got pretty late. Yeah. So uh, we came back today to finish up. And uh, so I know when we were getting through there, there was so much stuff in this book. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot of, yeah. There's so heroes. much. And even breaking down just the different groups and clans, trying to break them down with their people because there's so few people with it and so many groups. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it it feels confusing a, a bit. So, uh, what what I did was um, we, I went through all the different characters. I went through first all the heroes and then all the other units, and sort of just made a list of the different things that they do well, like what's cool about them, what's the cool thing they can do, whether or not they're a vampire, because there's a lot of non-hero vampire units in here too mm-hmm. that you can get. And just I was looking for synergies, like what are you going to take with what. You know, that's where it starts to get down to, especially when you've got five of these you can pick from. And they're similar, but not the same. So you kind of want to get through that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Want to kind of see all the different cool uh, things you can get. And I went through all the um, the Viracos characters. So that way we can at least talk about them. Because the yeah, more I, I did the same thing, yeah. The more I look at this, the more that could be a really fun uh, group to pick. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some some cool things you can do with um, like with like uh, grouping a couple of these characters together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I picked, like a, I picked a list and I was like, okay, I got uh, a necromancer or two or mm-hmm. maybe a necromancer and a vampire Lord on foot. Uh, and, but then I would take like, uh, what do I have here? I put Kritska, uh, Torgilius, Belladama and Gorslav. I thought that would be a, a nice mix, mm-hmm. and and they're not expensive either. Right. Like the, you know, uh, but you know, uh, you go through this like okay, Kritska, and these are all the 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 uh, you know the what are they called? Uh, Vir, what is it Vir-Kos. called? Virkos. Yeah. Virkos. Yeah. So Kritska can it the uh, you when you pick him to fight during combat, you can just have him retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, at the beginning of the combat phase, if there's a, a hero within three inches of him who has an artifact, uh, he can roll a die, and on a three-up, that artifact is no longer usable. Yeah. So he can do that at the beginning of the combat phase, and then he picks first and just skedaddles out of there, retreats out of the combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put him in because if I can destroy artifacts, I love doing that. That's a great way to, to, to mess up your opponent's uh, game. 
Yeah, especially if they're like got one of those one use only ones, mm-hmm. like the like the orc the auric one, the destroyer one that everyone takes. Yeah, if I can get again, to that and take it away from you before you use it, right? Um, I like Torgilius because summonable units within wholly within twelve inches are going to get a five up ward instead of a six up ward. Yeah, it's so, super good. Yep, Gorslav he can use zombies as armor. If he's mm-hmm. really close to a zombie unit, he can have them take the wounds, and he can replace destroyed units of zombies at half strength. I know. And then they can also do that on top of like their other rule, too, where they can just do that anyway. Right, but you can only... It's, yeah. It does say you can only return any one any unit True. once. Yeah. So, but, yeah. so, but, I mean, he's got one right next to him that he could try mm-hmm. to put back, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bella... Uh, I was looking at Bella Dama Volga. She's yeah, a little expensive, she, her, but... Her, but her war scroll is crazy. It's so yeah. good. She gets a plus one to cast and dispel and all that. Her She's mm-hmm. got a spell that has a 24-inch range, all... Uh, all of the units within it, all friendly units within it, six is to hit equal two hits. Yeah. So and then she can then she can turn she can use, people into yeah. What was she it? Turn people into she can turn things into dire wolves too. Yeah, and she uh, dire wolves. Uh, she can use dire wolves as armor, just yeah. like Gorslav uses the zombies. Yeah, that lichen curse thing. It's a it's a pretty powerful ability. It's like something that Slanish can or uh, Zinch can do. Yeah, you're only going to get one or two. That's all you need, though. Yeah. You're not doing that to, like, cause wounds. You're doing it to prevent people from, like, charging you and, like, that kind of stuff. Yep. I did two or three wounds, and now I got mm-hmm. a, I got one or two dogs down. Yeah. One or now two, and, yeah. and, and now they're there. You have now to deal with there. them. You have, you have to deal. And if you can't deal with them, like, right away, then you're stuck there. Yeah, because now you're in combat with them because they're right mm-hmm. there. It's Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I picked a few of those in a necromancer. Uh, why yeah. not? Because we haven't talked about the necromancer. No, we haven't. Um, he can use any summonable unit as a shield, which is mm-hmm. great. And he's still got the Van Hells, which is you cast that and then you pick the unit and they can immediately attack. Yeah, that's such a standby. Yeah, I mean... And I think the real sleeper in this book is uh, Ivia Volga. Her ability... Her behemoth Spain ability is straight up bonkers. Yeah, she debuffs monsters and she gets a bonus when she nears when she's near them. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some great I mean, stuff you've got there. Yeah, I mean she counts as ten for objectives. Yes. And then enemy monster within three of this unit, the attacks characteristic of that monster's melee weapon is one. Yes. So their melee <laughs> weapons they get one attack and she counts as ten. Models yeah. don't monsters count as five or do monsters? Five, yeah, yeah, yeah so she's yeah. yeah. So I mean, you can take these guys, and most of them are about a buck and a quarter a piece. Mm-hmm. Imagine fighting like Sons of Bayamet with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, with her, I mean. So, but if just I've got basically just neutralize one of them. Four of these guys are around five hundred points, maybe a little mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And then you take another 180 for your two necromancers, or a necromancer and a vampire lord, which yeah. would be a little bit more than that. It'd be more like 210. But you're talking, you're around seven, 800 points in characters then. Uh, a yeah. couple of units of dire wolves, and you could just you could drop in the zombies here. They give the Gorslav's bonus. They get a five-up ward near Torgilius. You know, they've got all these things going for them. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's just so much cool stuff you can do with them. And I'm just going through and I'm like, these guys each have, and none of this, I mean, they're cheap characters. None of this is, is game breaking, but yeah, a bunch but, of them yeah, together, right? a bunch of them together is like, is 
Yeah, it's really cool. Plus, their special rules that allow them to, you know, because everyone's got that. Everyone's got their silly Legion abilities, mm-hmm. and they they um, they have stuff that's. Remember, you can you can summon up a free unit of ten dire wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, you have a heroic action where you can, um, the vampire hero can add D three models to a dead walker unit and it can go above its maximum size and uh after a vircos hero has fought you can pick a pick a, uh, another unit and have them fight with it so you can fight if you pick your heroes and you're going to have four five or six of them they're all going to be vircos any mm-hmm. unit that they're right next to can also fight n- with them so uh, there's so many cool things you could do and it, it's very flexible yeah. Um, because they've even got, you can get the watch captain, uh, Halgrim mm-hmm. six is to hit or two mortal wounds on top of his normal damage. Uh, he can give, uh, three for one command ability at the double on death rattle, which is your skeletons. So if you don't want zombies, if you want to go skeletons, they've got things that'll bonus with that too. And it's still summonable. So Torgilius is still giving them their five up ward yep. plus skeletons are bananas. Yeah. They can, like they're, both both the skeletons or zombies are extremely cool like yeah, the way the, they come back the zombies are very different than they were when i used oh, to yeah. play them they're not the yeah. zombies could be i remember you used to be able to get them down to like threes by threes on their yeah. attacks and it was like suddenly if you had all the right stuff around your zombies they were frightening mm-hmm. um but we'll get to that in a minute i wanted to talk about we did talk about did we talk about Kato uh, Azikiar? No. That the character, the we, we didn't. We mentioned it. We didn't really talk about him. His, this, his scroll. This guy is is he another? Um, he's who, from Black Library. He's from Black Library. Why does he remind me of? Uh, or no, Malice Darkblade was a was a dark elf. Yeah, he was an elf. Yeah. But it seems to me he's like you know he the, the character. Yeah, he's he's a interesting example of these. Vampires who desperately want to be free of Nagash. Mm-hmm. Um, his rules, I, I thought, is after reading all the cool stuff he did, he has cool rules. I don't know that they exactly fit sort of his lore. I, I kind of felt a little bit let down after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the hunger. He at the start of your hero phase, you can pick one of these three things as long as he's already as he's on the table. Yeah, he, he gets three things to pick that go till his next hero phase. Right. Um, he can change his move characteristic to 14, yeah, which is great. And once again, he's not a uh, he doesn't have a keyword to, for a specific group. So you could even put him in with your Castelli with all of your your cavalry because this guy can, in the beginning you could pick a 14 inch move on him. Yeah, he can also pick plus one to casting, unbinding, and dispelling. Or um, if an attack made by this unit wounds the target, that attack causes a number of mortal wounds equal to the weapon's damage character. So basically, you just uh, anytime you successfully wound, it just does mortal wounds in whatever your damage level right. is. Yeah, just damage two yeah. for him, and he can switch between those. Yeah, every hero phase. Every hero phase, and well, his, his the, your hero phase. Yeah. That's right. Started your hero phase because last till your next hero phase, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's got a spell that is either going to heal D three or or wound D three. Um, he's he's not bad. This guy just sort of out there doing his own thing, having his own special three, abilities. And three up save six wounds is pretty good. Yeah, 
and the hunger again. So mm-hmm. if you don't kill him and he does a few wounds back, he's going to get six wounds back. Like these small, these these vampire lords on foot with five or six wounds on the hunger, it's like you yeah. either have to kill them outright or they're going to get it all back. Yeah, it says he actually, it says he cannot gain a sub-faction keyword, but I don't think that really matters for him. Oh, that's right. No, it, it doesn't. He's got the hunger yeah. and everything else he needs. So right. I forgot about that. He can't gain a keyword. I, I, I missed that. Um, now, what else? We talked about the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, I think. I think that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, with the hunger and on a charge, he's at Rend 3 with his lance, which goes mm-hmm. up from Rend 2 to Rend 3 is great. Um, the Exsanguination spell is fantastic. It's another <laughs> yeah. one that can keep rolling. Yeah, you just keep going. Yeah, um, there's just so much cool here. Uh, The Vampire Lord, I would want to have a Vampire Lord on foot just because it's got the hunger, but it's also got, um, you can add one of the attacks. Yeah, the Crimson Feast, yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, of summonable units. There's just Mm -hmm. so many little combos between these characters. Right. Um, I even like the the Bloodseeker Palanquin and the Coven Throne. Not the not the uh, Mortis Engine because that's not a vampire or a hero. But these right. two are vampire and hero, which means um, the Castella. Um, you know the 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 guys in the Crimson Keep. Mm-hmm. I was writing a list for that, and the funny thing is that their bonus isn't to cavalry or mounted units. Their bonus is to vampire units. Mm-hmm. Which, which means, is all this stuff. Yeah, yeah the Bloodseeker Palanquin, uh, the Coven Throne. Uh, okay, so the Bloodseeker, if you kill a hero with, the, with that yeah. model, then vampires all around you get bonuses like for the rest of the game, mm-hmm. which is great. The Coven Throne, two-for-one commands on summonable units. So do a command on one summonable unit, get to pick it on another one. Um, and then it's got that spell that you that, you pick a hero and do D3 mortals. Yeah, the and, Undying Servitude spell is crazy. Yeah, so D3 mortals, it's like, okay, not a big deal, except if you actually kill him, kill the mm-hmm. hero with those mm-hmm. D3 mortals, before you remove him, you get to put a vampire lord down. Yeah. Um, that's 130 free points right there. Yeah. Um, there's some cool stuff going on with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so you like you you want to like you want to like soften them up with like an attack from like sure. you know like a zombie dragon or a spell or something like that, and then you hit him with undying servitude just to you know just to take it off the last couple wounds. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much that goes on here. Let's see what else. Um, you know the vampire lord. Anything with a zombie dragon, you get no inspiring presence received yeah, within terror. three inches because they have mm-hmm. terror. So that's good. Um. Yeah, the Vampire Lord on foot, summonable, gets plus one attack in melee when within 12 inches. I'm dropping that guy down by my zombies that have two attacks. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping. There's other guys here who will give him other bonuses, and it's like, okay, I, I can do all this. You can get these guys pile up stuff um, in ways that are just going to do well. Now, the white, if you, if you don't want to play zombies, if you want to play skeletons, the White King. He's super cool. Uh, yeah, and he, he, he makes actually a decent general. Mm-hmm. Uh, six is to hit, do two mortal wounds with your White King, and then it ends. Uh, he gives bonuses to skeletons or graveguard. You put him on a steed, it gets impact hits, and then the Black Knights can reroll their charge rolls. 
Yeah, for the guy on the steed, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then their deathly charge thing that you roll yeah, the dice on that goes on a four. Five. That's nuts. That's their... That's. I was looking at Black Knights, and I was trying to figure out what they're, they... They're not that they, expensive. The thing they're is not that, that expensive, they, but they... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I know what but you're going to say. Yeah, they just... They don't, they don't look like they hit that hard, but then they don't. Like, their fighting profile is not amazing no it's really there it's really their ability it's that death that's that charge that they do yeah you want to just charge like, these guys into it the yeah, only you just want to you, you just want to charge them in and then you want to roll you know for their uh basically their impact hits because they do um each you roll for each each black knight tw- you roll two dice for each model for each model and then for is, each five yeah, take a mortal it does wound. a mortal wound. Right. So you so got you a five-guy unit. It's 10 dice. You're going to hit probably three or four. Right. Um, but if you're near that white king on the steed, yeah. that goes uh, off four on up. four, which means yeah. 10 dice, you're going to do five mortals, which means mm-hmm. you could charge a hero and take him out with impact hits. Right. Um, also. But other uh, than that, the Black Knights are kind of meh. I mean, you know. their their attacks. No, they get two attacks, yeah. fours by threes, with no rend. Right. I they, mean, don't, they, they don't have much of a save either. Nope. Um, now they can reroll their ward rolls of one, mm-hmm. and um, as long as they have a musician, they can't r- do a charge of less than six. Yeah, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think I, I want there to be a place for them. I know. But the five up save, I mean, I, I suppose, I mean, you could make a list with white Kings and, um, you know, I, there's gotta be stuff. I mean, Black Knights are one ten for five and that's reasonably that's less than half as the blood Knights. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not that bad. Right. And, uh, I mean, you know, that's honestly, it's, it's, and they're and they're their battle line in Legion of in uh, Neferata, Legion of Blood. Right. And one of the things I noticed is I was looking at making a uh the Avangori. Yeah, I know. I was looking at the so that's that's I'm, oddly enough, that's the the faction I'm more I'm drawn to for some reason. I don't know why. So with that you'd have uh, Laukavai, and you'd have uh, Vangorian Lord, and then you'd have like three Terror Geists. Yep. And you're at uh, like sixteen hundred points. Yeah. I don't know if you. I. I, I there's the, every time I did a list, it came out where I had about two hundred some points to spend, so I couldn't mm-hmm. take another one of these big monster characters. Yeah. And I couldn't take uh, uh, one of those. But I, I keep I keep thinking, you know, you could throw in something like this that can move fast, that can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. I was but, thinking about taking, like some of the, uh, like little like the like the really fast like foot troops, you know, that have like a little niche ability. Like, wouldn't it be neat if you had? This is where I was thinking of where you would include, uh, the uh, the new foot character who negates the monster, other monsters. Uh, who's right? that? That's that's uh, what's her face, uh, Ivia Volga. Oh, okay. You include you include her in the list, and you have her run around with all your other monsters. Because that'd be neat, right? You like charge in with, you know, uh, Lauka Vi, and have Ivia standing close by, 
and that will just totally nerf that monster, and then you can just you can pretty much just obliterate them one at a time with that little combo. Yeah, I mean, plus then you look at her her little swarm thing, mm-hmm. uh, minus one for hit rolls that attack this target unit. So your monster that has maybe three different melee attacks and it's getting one apiece now instead of its multiples. Yeah, is minus one to hit on top of it. Right, and if Ilya has any wounds. Mm-hmm. The needling fangs that she has from her bats, yeah. The 2d6 automatically, because it has 2d6 attacks. Now, it's fours yeah. by fours, one rend, one damage. It's actually probably a little better than the Black Knights. Right. But if she's got any wounds, those needling fangs is automatically a 12. Yeah. Your 2d6 is, auto- I mean, these are all, I keep looking back at these guys going, mm-hmm. this, this might be a pretty cool, uh, flavorful sort of, uh, yeah, now, I don't know if it's a great list, yeah. Because you don't have all the cool stuff that people like your Manfred can do or your Neferata can do. Yeah. Those really big, tough but monsters. Is, but with, with your 400 points, though, man, you can really, if you decide to, you could just take a whole foot troop, like part of your army. Yeah. And you could have it be led by, you know, White King or. Yeah, because you could have a White or, King as a general like, and he can take the, and he'll take the keyword. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, every I've, one of these, I went lead, through this have, and I was able to yeah. write lists for every one of yeah. these legions. And they're kind of similar because I have a play style sure. with this. You know, I took, I took more, I actually purposely went and wrote lists for my grave guard and skeleton stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just because, you know, it's great. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about some of these non-hero characters though, or non-hero, um, model uh, units though yeah sure the varg skier that's yeah. a, and that's a unit of one i'm almost positive is it that is a unit I, of one I right believe so yeah yeah one for 110 it's a single model but mm-hmm. it is a vampire so it has the hunger and basically this thing's claim to fame is it's like the pigeons it's got an 18 inch charge it charges yeah. 3d6 right and it's got an 18 inch charge Mm-hmm. And once again, with the speed it has, this can go because it's a vampire. And like I said, I was a little disappointed with the Castella, uh, the cast, the the Castellans, uh, uh, their special legion abilities, mm-hmm. because the you know you look at this and it's like, all right, every time a friendly vampire, you know, yeah. uh, if you killed enemy models, you get one of these bonuses, and you can get up to three, and they're all great. But mm-hmm. it's for Castelli vampires, which, I mean, your blood knights are. So you could just play all blood knights and mounted heroes. You could. But because it's vampire, you can bring in, like I said, you can bring in the palanquin. You can bring yeah. in that this this guy. You can bring in, um, let's see. Uh, in fact, ones that are vampires because they have the hunger. Felbats have mm-hmm. the hunger. Uh, the Askurgan Trueblades. They're, they have the hunger. Vargeists, Blood Knights, uh, Vargskir, and uh, I thought I thought I had something in here that wa- I put him in the wrong place and that it wasn't a hero. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, oh, the Virkos Bloodborne. The guys that can, they're, they've got the hunger too. They can move over terrain like they're flying. Mm-hmm. All of those are vampires. You can put them all in your in your in your Crimson Keep, you know, Castellan list, and they're all going to get their bonuses. Yeah, uh, and suddenly all these units are plus one to attack, plus one attacks. 
you know, plus one to their saves and plus one to their their movement. It's like, oh, okay, I got a lot of cool stuff here. It's also kind of neat about these, kind of like these little these little units is that they make good allies for your other, on you know, death armies. Uh huh. Uh, I was I would ally in a vampire lord on my night hunt all the time because I don't have enough good casters. Right. A lot of people are bringing in like Manfred or Neferata into their night hunt. I can see why. Right. Because they're three ninety. <laughs> it's like they're appointed like on purpose to be able to be brought yeah. in as allies. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what else we got here? Oh, the Vargeists. Vargeist yeah. sixes to hit equals two hits. Yeah, that would be another unit I would probably bring with the uh, with the Anavangori army. Yeah. Okay. Because these guys have they can do the like they have like a fly high kind of thing where they you know they can uh, they can start in the sky and yeah. then just drop in at the end of the movement phase mm-hmm. more than nine inches. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them that can do that. Yeah. Starting in the sky. Um, they're not monsters. The whole like trying to keep the but you've got to bring something but besides monsters. So if you I guess Vargas are an okay pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Asker Gun True Blades they can debuff monsters. They get bonuses for ki- killing those monsters. I'm sorry, I have the hiccups. I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> no, you're to. Good. So I was like, thinking that'd be another good pick along with uh, Ivia Volka, right? All right. So okay. let's talk about the True Blades. As- True Blades. Yeah. Um, now they've got. A four-up save and two wounds apiece. Uh, how many come in this unit? Is it eight? I think it's eight. Because this is a Warcry Warband. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's eight. And it's yeah, like a, it's eight like a, for 180. So Yeah, and one of them's a cursed blood. Okay. So he's like he's like the he's like the werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Well you're okay, your champion has four wounds. Yeah. And he's got uh the paired blades, which means he gets extra attacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got the curse blood, like you said, the werewolf. He's got four wounds as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the hunger, so you could put wounds back on your models. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the charge phase, if this unit includes any curse bloods, which it should, it will. Yeah, uh, you can pick an enemy unit within an inch and say that the curse blood will unreach unleash the gut wrenching howl. Roll a die. Add one to the roll for each cursed blood in the unit, which is usually just one. On a four-up, or now a three-up, yeah. uh, strike last on your enemy. Super good. And then minus one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by enemy monsters that target this unit. In addition, any time, each time an enemy monster unit is destroyed by attacks made by this unit, add three inches to its movement characteristic and add one to the attacks characteristic for the rest of the battle. Right, so, so you could like combo Ivya and these guys, and you could make a monster have one attack, and this it, thing's crunching weapons, it. Yeah, and it's and it's minus one to hit and wound this unit. Mm-hmm. And then that's it kills it. That six inch move becomes a nine inch move, yeah. and then the four attacks for the champion becomes five. The yeah. two attacks for everybody else becomes three. Mm-hmm. The the curse blood gets six. Like it's these are. Uh, yeah, that's a it's a cool unit too. It's cool models. Yeah, they're really neat. Okay, uh, the more and, and, oh. and you could reinforce them. Mm-hmm. You I could mean, take you could sixteen be three hundred and sixty points. That's a lot. But it is. It's more. Once again, it's vampires, and they've got the hunger now. For that one, I mean, once you lose two models, the hunger doesn't really help, you know. Or once you lose two, you two because they're only two wounds a piece. 
Yeah. Uh, if you can put it on your heroes and hope they don't get killed, you can hunger that back, I suppose. Yeah, because you could allocate wounds to your heroes. Right. You know, I attack that unit. Okay. And you just take the wounds on your heroes. The two heroes, because they each got four, as long as yeah. you, you can, yeah. Yeah, and then you fight back, and then you just heal them. Absolutely. Uh, what else? The Mortis Engine. Uh, summonables, um, if you do that, uh, you do the thing where you're putting back, you know, three wounds or three models. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, if they're near a Mortis Engine, it's D3 plus three. That's awesome. Yeah, in, instead of three for the deathly invocation. So they're getting more back. So it's the Mortis Engine's there. It's getting more back. Plus, it's got that death pulse that's just doing small damage to everything around it. Mm-hmm. Um, zombie Dragon, we already said that you can't get Inspiring Presence, and you can set it up in the sky. Honestly, right. uh, it's the same points as a Terrorgeist, and it's just the Terrorgeist seems better all around, other than the fact that you can set it up in the sky. Um... I just think I would take Terror Guys over Zombie Dragons. Six is to hit on the Fanged Maw. Uh, does six mortal wounds. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, you get three attacks with that thing, you know? The, the Pestilential Breath is pretty nasty on the Zombie yeah. Dragon. Yeah, that is good. I don't know. Maybe mix it up, but uh, it just seems like the Terror Guys is a little better. I mean, you can cap it 18 wounds with Pestilential Breath. That's true. That is Cause true. Because it's, it's flat three damage. Are they both for? Are they the same price? Are they both three hundred? Um, the same cost. I, don't I think know. they are. Zombie oh. dragons three hundred. Terrorgeist is three hundred. Yeah. So yeah, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, I would probably. Would've... I would probably take. I would take probably two Terrorgeist, one zombie dragon, just to mix it up. Okay. That's probably what I would um, do. Now black knights and graveguard. Yeah. My old standbys in my old army, they're not as good here. They mm-hmm. both have a minimum charge of six, though. The skeletons yeah. just have a, a, a they, they march, right? Right, yeah. The uh, Undying Legion, yeah. Uh, their ward save, they can both reroll ward saves of one, which is great. Mm-hmm. And the Graveguard, sixes to wound. Now, I know you got to hit and then wound, but sixes to wound, do a mortal wound on top of the regular damage. Yeah. So that's, I mean, a lot of times... The I don't six, know why the Black Knights don't have that. I don't either, and they really should. That would make right. them much more, much better, much more worth it. That yeah. right there, I, I think you'd see more Black Knights on the table. I mean, they're the same guys. They're, they're uh-huh. just on horses or as on foot. I don't get it. Uh, dire Wolves, basically, they're cheap, and they have a six-inch pile in, which is great. Yeah, Dire Wolves are, they're kind of like... So now everyone's doing with zombies what they used to do with dire wolves, right? You Which double, is you double reinforce a couple units of dire wolves, so you've got thirty-two packs of thirty. That's sixty wounds mm-hmm. that you have to chew through because they're fast, right? Right. You move them up. They're in your opponent's face at the beginning of the game, pinning people in their in their territory. Mm-hmm. And just not letting them play the game, really, because you're just pinning them with dire wolves. Yeah. And you got to chew through all that stuff. And meanwhile, you know, you're taking the objectives and doing whatever you want. Yeah. And now people are doing that with zombies instead. Well, and you should, because let's talk yeah. about some zombies. You know what? Let's cover some other things. We'll come back to the zombies, because I still want to. Oh, we did Black Knights and Graveyard. We should mention the skeletons. Oh, yeah. Regular That's- skeletons. Holy mackerel. Yeah. I looked at their rules and said, wait, what? Okay. Start of the combat phase. For like you start off with how many skeletons come in a unit? Ten? Ten, yeah. So I have I a unit of twenty, because I reinforced sure. it, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and four of them got killed. At the start of the combat phase, 
anyone who's dead and this, I like this it's the start of the combat phase so before we're fighting mm-hmm. if uh, I roll a die for every dead skeleton in that unit and I put it back on a four up yeah so at the start of the combat phase I'm getting back half of my dead models from that unit mm-hmm. that's fantastic and if I have more skeletons in my unit than you have whatever it is in that unit that I'm attacking I get plus one rent yeah because I because I get it uh, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, I'm pretty sure you would probably always double reinforce these. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna take them, take them. You know, I mean, you take thirty. <laughs> uh, and they are summonable, so that stuff you could put it back. You'd still get your half of fifteen. Yeah. Freaking eighty-five points. Yeah, they're super cheap. Yeah. Uh, Felbats. Felbats. Now I like the Felbats. Mm-hmm. Three wounds apiece, crappy six-up save, but they can fly. They have the hunger as well. They, they sure are fast. Three atta- a 14-inch move. Yeah. Three attacks, fours by fours, no rend, but two damage. They mm-hmm. can retreat and charge, and if they've killed any models yeah. in that phase, plus one of their attacks characteristic for the rest of the battle. So... And does that keep going? Yes. Stacks. In addition, at the end of any phase, if any enemy models were slain by wounds caused by this unit's attacks in that phase, add one to the attack here. So if I Van Hells them mm-hmm. and they attack in the hero phase, mm. they did kill a model. Now they're up to four attacks apiece. And yeah. then in the combat phase, I kill another model. Now they're up to five attacks apiece. They got a 14-inch move, so I get them in against your little small uh, little uh, screen units. Yeah. They can retreat and still charge. So I will be retreating them away constantly. Yes. And then charging them back in. Charging something else. Yeah. Just constant. I mean, they're... Because you can't pin them down because they fly. Yeah. They move 14, so... Yeah. Three for 85 points. Uh, and if you're playing Legion of Night, that's battle line as well. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's I I think they're pretty great. Um, yeah, you probably stick two units of three, one on yeah. each flank, just one on each flank. Yeah, and you just kind of push them up, and you kind of like I don't know challenge objectives, wait for the battle to get joined, and then they come in from the rear, just adding damage, or they try to get heroes that are like hanging out by themselves like that kind of thing and they're summonable so you can put back a couple of you could put back a model like if you lose one if you can get a three you know and there's the guys who do the summonables do d3 plus i mean there's just there's so many ways to keep these models coming back and staying on the table right uh the corpse cart doesn't do as cool as it used to be but it used to be Used to be pretty neat. It's more streamlined. The corpse cart isn't as cool as it used to be either. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, I mean, not the corpse cart. uh, The what was it? The um, mortis engine. Oh, we already did talk about him. Mortis engine. Yeah, that's so not as cool. uh, You build up all that mortis engine power, and it only gets to use it once per game. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So um, this has only got a six up save and six wounds. Uh, you can pick the lodestone or the brazier. You're either adding to the casting rolls for your guys, or you're subtracting from the casting rolls for the enemy within 12 inches. You pick yeah. one or the other. Yeah. What's cool about the uh, the balefire brazier is that you can take this thing as a an ally, and it still gets that ability. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. 
Yeah, and it also, if you want to ally in Deadwalker zombies too, into like a night haunt, you could because that would interact with that. There's no keywords that makes it so that oh, it's got to be a soul blight grave lord. No, it's just Dead a Deadwalker zombie. zombie. Just yeah. Deadwalker zombies. So you could you could ally in corpse cart and zombies into a night hunt army, and you could have kind of a cool thing going on. Now we know that I've got like four units of forty zombies. I'm running right. Yeah, and I'm going to have a couple of corpse carts in between one in between each pair of them, because if you've got a unit wholly within twelve of zombies of wholly within twelve of the corpse cart, yeah. sixes to um yeah. wait it says wound oh, rolls wound. So once again it's a wound yeah but it does the mortal wound on top of damage again yeah see this is if it's if 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 it, it, it seems like if it does the mortals in the when you, on the attack roll. You get the wounds, and then the attack sequence ends. If yeah. it does it on the wound roll and not the attack roll, you get the mortal wounds plus mm-hmm. the actual wounds you can do. Yeah. So, but this is all great leading up to the yeah, best so, unit. This is the unit that everyone. I mean, there's like there's I've seen battle reports where there's 280 zombies. Really? Oh, People yeah. are all stealing my thing, huh? Just taking my oh, idea. The thousand zombies, yeah. one wound apiece. Four inch move. They move like dwarves. Six up safe. Okay. Yeah. They get two attacks apiece. Fives by fours. No rend. One damage. So what's so great? Well, a unit of forty. If you get a lot of them in, you're going to get a bucket attacks. Um, you've got you get things that can give them the bonuses, right? Uh, the corpse cart given those sixes to wound bonuses. What's yep. really great is every time one of my zombies dies, I roll a die, and on a five-up, that unit takes a mortal wound. <laughs> just because of the pestilence and the fact that even as you're killing them, they might just bite you and, and rip you up on the way down because they don't stop until they're mm-hmm. completely dead. Uh, the other great rule is every one of your models I kill, I get to roll a die, and mm-hmm. on a two-up, I put as it comes back as a zombie. I get to put another zombie back in my unit because yeah. you've been infected. Right. I've been asking for that rule <laughs> for freaking ever. I know. And this, ah, uh, if I didn't have so many awesome projects I'm already working on, I would go back to this. You know why I don't go back to my my Soul Blight Grave Lords? It's the bases, right? Because I'd have to rebase so much, and I did rebase so much, and I just can't do it again. Plus, I have to, I actually have to, I've got like 20 zombies. I'd have to go out and buy uh, one, two, three, four, five, about seven more boxes. Yeah. I'm trying to think how many zombies I have. I think I have 30. I used to have 240, I, but I gave them to a lot of the Patreon patrons. I would, I would yeah. send them out. So. I, think I, have, I think I have 30, like old school zombies yeah and then i think i also but i have like 40 pox walkers for my nurgle army can i use those <laughs> um <laughs> not with those heads no you could head swap them i wouldn't say a word <laughs> you'd get annoyed if i showed up with if 40 you, uh, pox walkers i mean they're actual models and if the, i mean if you're like look these are my zombies i'd be like same eh, base size yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, if it's just a friendly game, you and me, and you just needed more to play, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, a tournament. Nope. No, not a chance. No, no. 
That's a model that is another. Mo- it's an actual <laughs> other model for another unit for this game. Oh, it's yeah. not like it's not like you you kit bashed or made something that because you liked a different look. You're yeah. just like I'm just using these for these. That's like those people used to show up at Adepticon. Remember when? Uh, remember when uh, the Grey Knights book came out and it was mm-hmm. so broken and at Adepticon mm-hmm. like half. Oh yeah. Half the players were playing it and yeah. half of those players were playing counts as. There were orc armies mm-hmm. that were counts as gray knights. It's ridiculous. Yeah, nope. I'm I, I'm sorry, yeah, no. Get like, out if of here, I'm yeah. if I'm running it, yeah, yeah. you can make your kit bashes, your conversions. I'm easy like Sunday morning. I don't even mm-hmm. care if you don't use GW models, which you want yeah. but if you're using you know, if if you're bringing in some cruel boys and saying well these are zombies they're kind of skinny and weird looking i'd be like get yeah. out of here yeah, they're they're on, they're on the wrong bases get out of here even if they're yeah. on the right bases yeah that's i mean it's that that's yeah. the difference between i kit bash something or i have something that's a little different yeah. and i'm just using the only way the only units i could see i I, th- I feel like you could get away with using pox walkers as zombies i think you could possibly but, there, but there's things like i mean of course, if you were going to use them permanently yeah i would I'd say at least you'd have to head swap that <laughs> that one eye yeah. with a horn sticking out of it that's not a zombie <laughs> but if you want the bloated body with the gas bags and the pus yeah, and yeah. that stuff coming out yeah i could see that yeah but it would have to be a kit bash and not just a straight mm-hmm. counts as that's my Cause opinion because like, because like usually when these when these <laughs> new, new hot armies come out right like these new builds, yeah. people want to people want to take them. They want to bring to tournaments, and people just like half, well, you know, counts halfway. As. Yeah. Well, or they do a counts and they try to bring it to like a Depticon. They you, have. I'm just. I we know. were literally just talking about this. I well, I've seen. I've seen <laughs> like. I've seen like. You know, like oh, I've got sixty dire wolves. I'm like, dude, like it looks like you bought a. It looks like you bought six boxes of dire wolves yesterday. Oh spray, yeah. Spray painted yeah, them yeah, yeah. white. And then spray painted them white, and then Zenithal painted like gray over them. Dude, I've Those seen that before, wolves? and I've like, got I've gotten people out of here. Yeah, no, I've gotten people get heated because I've even I never even mentioned the person on the show, but I did say that I played against an army that looked like it was basically Zenithal highlighted, and none of the mm-hmm. units had bases. And this was back mm-hmm. in Eighth Edition, mm-hmm. and it was basically, and they were doing that. It was a black and white thing, but it looked like yeah. they just Zenithaled the 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 models and then they painted the eyes red and yeah. i'm like this is not a painted army like it just right. doesn't feel like it to me mm-hmm. and then like they I, and i know they're like oh you were making i'm like somebody told them like months later that i had said something and they got all <laughs> heated with me and i'm like i never mentioned your name i never mentioned what the army was i just mentioned the color scheme i'm yeah. like if other people are telling you i'm talking about you that means that everybody knows you got a you had a crappy painted army right I mean, and I don't, yeah. I don't pick on people for that stuff. I don't. Right. But it's like you got to like, at least try. Yeah, because yeah, like at Adepticon, you have to know, like even if you're, you're not going, you're never going to win the tournament, especially at Adepticon with like the painted hot some scores. People, and stuff. Some people go there knowing they can win the tournament. But I'm with, not that guy. But but now with an army not painted like Adepticon, you'll never win. Adapticon oh, with no. an army like that yeah, because no, no, it's no. just the way the rules work there. So then, yeah, and it's just, yeah, I mean, you got to kind of, you got to know your tournament. You got to yeah. know yeah. what the place yeah. is you're going to and what's expected because yeah. you don't want to. I just, I just like to bring this, that kind of thing up, talking about these kind of armies because that's like, that's like the new hotness, right? Everyone wants right. to do everyone. Everyone wants to bring 280 zombies, but nobody really wants to paint 280 zombies. I do. I love it. 
I can't get enough of it. I batch painted that 180, and it was an endurance test. There were parts where I felt like I was going to pass out <laughs> just because I just couldn't keep. And I, I was staring. My eyes were starting to hurt staring yeah. at all these zombies. Like I actually, yeah. at one point, because at, at 180, remember, mm-hmm. if the thing I was painting took a minute, yeah, that was three hours. Yeah. Like, and they were mantic zombies. Like, if I was just painting a little bit of bone sticking out, you're going from each one, just paint that little bit of bone. Yeah. That's three hours for that one thing. And then you got to go back and add a wash because it's it's bone. <laughs> so it's another three hours. And Think it's, of how much you know, contrast paints would have saved your life. Uh, it was so awesome, though, because when it was done, it was just glorious. I wish mm-hmm. I would have gotten the full thousand done, but then they changed editions, yeah. and there's no way to play that with a thousand now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I painted. Most units I've painted like that. I think I, I've painted, but I paint. I painted thirty horrors, sixty blue horrors, and sixty brimstones. Oh God! I painted all that. Well, that's and on, based, you. And, that's on right? you. And based and everything. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so back to the. You, now there are, I think, three work. Not Warcry Warbands, uh, three Underworlds. The Prince mm-hmm. Duvel and the Crimson Court, I want to buy. I got it. I, know. I, I want those models just to get those models. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, they're his not bad. Are, his rules are awesome. His rules are cool. Um, he's got the hunger. The unit's got the hunger. Um, it can move like it can fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay, I love this part. At the start of the phase, if the. Combat phase, yeah. Yeah, at the start of the combat phase. If Prince Duval and any friendly Crimson Court models are within three inches of the same enemy unit, so if I I keep them together, because they don't have to be, my opponent has to pick what's going to happen. And I love this. He says, come then, amuse us is the name of the thing. He's letting you pick. This is like, mm-hmm. choose the form of the destroyer. Yeah. And then the Stay Puff Marshmallow <laughs> Man comes. So yeah. you can either improve Prince Duval's three by, five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. You can actually uh, make his possessed blade to be uh, plus one rend. So you get two rend. Or you don't give him the extra rend, but then he can't be picked as a target of attacks made with melee weapons. Mm-hmm. So when he comes up, you're either going to say, okay, he can have extra rend, or no, he can't have the rend, but I also can't attack him now. Right. He can attack you. <laughs> yeah, he can still attack. Yeah. But it's like, do you want to give him the rend or not? Also, he's got a spell that's great. It's short mm-hmm. range again. Cast on a five, range of six inches. Pick an enemy unit. Plus one to hit and wound for attacks that target that unit until your next hero phase. Yeah. So I can put that on myself. Right? Yeah. I can put or no, it's uh, it's it's an enemy unit. You cast on an enemy Oh yeah, you gotta unit. pick on an enemy unit. So I can put that on the and it, oh that's for just for wounds that target that unit. It's not me that's attacking. Yeah, everyone gets plus, plus one, one, one to hit, to hit and, wound. and wound. Everyone yeah. does. You know you've got this guy next to your unit of a bajillion zombies who are now hitting on fours by threes. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that's a great one. Didn't tell us the exile. I don't know that I like the models, but I do like that he just kind of heals them up and they've got some weird, crazy attacks because this guy this guy is using... This is Frankenstein stuff. He's using yeah. the electricity in their body, the natural electricity that, that kind of a weird works the unit, body. Yeah. 
yeah, to get that. Um, but what I love is the King Morlock. First of all, this white king model is amazing. Or not, yeah, King Morlock Velmorn. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, once per turn, he can issue a command to to his the rest of his unit without spending the command point. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixes to hit are two mortals, and he's done, and he gets five attacks like that. And uh, the Sons of Velmorn, how many models are in that Sons unit that's besides um, the... Uh, so one, two, three... Four. Four, yeah. There's four. four. Um, at the start of the combat phase, they're skeletons. So you roll a die for each of them, wholly within 12 of, of the king, and on a four-up, they come back. Yeah. I mean... And what's cool about King Morlock is you can summon him back. <laughs> he's summonable. He's yeah, got he's five wounds with a three-up save, and I can he's... summon him back with three wounds. Yeah. I'll summon him back with three wounds. You're darn right I will. Yeah. These these are all great, and they're not even cheap. Four models, and it's like two twenty for all of these these different ones. Yeah, two twenty, two twenty. Yeah, they're all two twenty. Um, Dintelos with his weird electric zombies. There's seven models in that unit because there's six of the zombies in him. Uh, Prince Duvel and the vampires. There's only four of them, him and three, and these guys have four. All of them are kind of good. Yeah, and neat. if I have to go out and buy Underworld's warbands now, I'm gonna be annoyed. <laughs> The only one that seems kind of meh is the uh, Sepulchral Guard. Am I wrong? Yeah. They're, you know, no, you're right. Yeah, they don't do a lot. They can reroll charge rolls. They can. They got a six-inch pile in, and uh, sixes to hit do two hits. The problem is they're like fours by threes, and they got a six-up save, two wounds yeah. apiece. Like yeah. there's just there's not enough there. Right. But that other stuff, every one of them are pretty good. And, dude, I'm sitting, I'm telling you, I sat here, I wrote lists. I mean, the, you know, the list for Manfred is a little of everything. The list for Neferata is a lot of skeletons and, and, and fancy pants vampires. Mm-hmm. But the Castellan, I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, okay. So I got a, I got a lord on a zombie dragon. I got a lord on, 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 uh, on a horse. I got some horses. But then I got flying guys and all these other vampires yeah. in there. However, you want to play, and you like I said, and you're gonna you're gonna pick up a monster mash. I know you're gonna monster mash this. I think I would monster mash it, and then I would bring some units that are kind of like specialists. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so if my opponent has monsters, I've got Ivia who can negate that monster. Um, if you're, you know, bringing... I didn't realize how good she was. That oh, one yeah. dropping your any sort of these monsters to a one. A t- one yeah. attack per melee weapon mm-hmm. is just crippling to a lot of these big guys. Yeah, it's super cool. That yeah, Kragnos has one attack. Like cool. Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, like if you're gonna, you know, your giants, your 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 sons mm-hmm. of Bayamot, mm-hmm. uh, just one attack. Okay, so yeah, and they can still do damage. Yeah, but, but they're not gonna they're not gonna, they're not gonna kill. A terrorgeist. They're, they're not gonna wipe in, out in a one, big unit, right? Round. And then yeah. we can hit it back hard. Yeah, because you can dance around the other two Mega Gargants, concentrate on one of them, just totally take him down. Yeah. And then go for the next guy, you know? 100%. 100%. I think that's about it. Are we, yeah. is that everything? Did we, did we hit it all? I think so. I mean, I'm just trying to, yeah, I mean, like in the game, it's like, it's just, 
is you can just build this army any way you want. You can hoard it. You can go elite. You can go monster mash. You can go. Right now, the hot take is uh, hordes, zombies. Just you just can't get through them. Yeah, that's, no, I, that's I, what, and that's, I think that's, it's, I think it's great. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Hold on. I gotta take. I gotta hold on here. Hold on. What's interesting about the Deadwalker zombies, though, is you can battle shock them. Yes, right. You can. You could just, and then you don't. Then they don't get the five up mortal wound thing. Uh, because it's not caused by a melee weapon, right? And that's after combat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you yeah that can happen. Yeah, so I could see an army like, I mean, Night Haunt would be is a great counter to this army. You know, anything with a lot of you know, ward saves that, you know, can like counter that or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely things to do against it. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I I, I like the versatility. Yeah. Yeah. But can I, okay. Now I want to bring this up. Uh, I went through and like I said, I made a list Right, I just grabbed my paper and said, "Okay, I'm going through this." All right, Nagash is Nagash. Manfred uh, plus one attacks for summonables within 12 inches. That's great. Once again, Manfred, that's a great thing to have with your zombies. Mm-hmm. The two attacks becoming three attacks becoming extra attack. All the summonables, the dire wolves, all those things. Right? Yeah, yeah. Neferana, bonus fighting. I write all this out. I write all these sheets. And I'm looking for the synergies. I'm looking for right. the combos. And honestly, I was kind of doing that too. I was kind of doing that too. It's yeah. I I I. Am I, I feel like there's some small ones you can do, yeah. and maybe yeah, the army's just strong enough where it doesn't need much. Yeah, I was looking for, like, how do I increase the charge the charge distance of I, units? You can't really do that. I was no, I, See, I wasn't looking for that so much as just looking for what things will go well together, what will complement mm-hmm. them. And like I said, we have a few. Like, you know you want to bring dire wolves with Belladama or yeah. the things that yeah. won't boost the summonables. You want to make sure mm-hmm. you're picking some of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got, I mean, we have two pages of, you know, battle traits, command traits, and artifacts for each one of these factions. And there's nothing in here that makes it that that is like oh okay if I take this and like they talk about how Neferata prefers skeletons to zombies because zombies are, are kind of ugly yeah. and uncouth yeah yeah but there's there's I'm not looking at anything that 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 plays into that in the rules and mm-hmm. that's the one thing I feel like I miss like even even with the uh, the Castelli the Castelli dynasty that used to be like Cav. right it was right. all the bonus mm-hmm. went to cavalry models now mm-hmm. it's just vampire which gives it more options yeah which is great because now there once again i i was able to write lists for every one of these groups because of all those options but i just feel like after so many of these books that sort of specialized i feel like this one didn't specialize much for for all the extra rules and the extra heroic commands and the extra artifacts for each of these factions it didn't i i felt like you uh, you could absolutely take, I think, the same list if you had a Manfred list or if you had a Neferata list. You could pretty much take all the same units. 
Yeah, it's just be the difference of who's leading it. Yeah, you know, what, what I mean, and you the, prefer. And yeah. I'm not saying there aren't ways. Like I, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to get. Well, you could have done that. Yes, there are there are small things, but there's nothing that is just really delineated here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like personal flavor and preference, which is great for list building and for narrative play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like, or I mean, for uh, you know, competitive play. I just feel like that those lines that used to be very distinctly drawn are blurred in this book. And that's, if I have a complaint about it, I'll say that's it. Hmm. Um, and now there, there are no, there are no, um, like general, like, uh, artifacts either. All the artifacts are locked yep. to their legion. Yep. They get three apiece. Mm-hmm. Or six, which is I kind, think, which yeah. is kind yeah. of, a, which is kind of like, because eh, like the Ivan Gory ones are kind of meh. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. So I mean that's that's my point is is that mm-hmm. there's there's nothing that makes anything really, and I'm glad that there are no pl- one pluses in yeah. that I'm seeing too much of it. Right. I mean there are some that are really good. Um, I don't know. I just uh, it, it's 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 a careful what you wish for thing. If they yeah. did make these things more distinct, then you would be more limited in the types of lists you could take. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, you don't get as much of that distinction. It's sort of that balance, but you have so much variety and ability to kind of build it the way you want it, which I yeah. absolutely love in this book. Uh, is that it? Are we done? I, I think, think so. I think we're done. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, once Thumbs again, up on this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we'll be back like next week, guys. I know we're late this month. I was in Disney World. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> but we're putting this out, and we're going to do Seraphon next week. We'll put that out. And uh, I think we might be throwing out a bonus thing here or two, because I know I've been uh, putting together and playing some Shatterpoint with Harrison. I might drop a little bonus about that. Um Plus, we're working on the 40K stuff, too. We're going to start. Uh, we're going to give the new edition a try. So there's going to be yeah. stuff coming. Lots of stuff happening. Uh, okay. So before we go, thank the Patreon sponsors, our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Stradone, our executive producer, Scotty Mill, and our newest patron, Paul Freakman. Uh, thanks for becoming that part of that 1%. That makes this show and everything that we do on this show absolutely possible. Uh, and of course, let's not forget uh, uh, KS Rick Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognard Games. Uh, Chris, are yeah. we ready? Yeah, are man. We wrapping this one up? Yep. All right, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Or Sigmore.